11 o'clock comics episode No, listen, how cool would it be if Cable developed feelings in quotes for Hope? And then he hooked up, because he raised her from a baby, but she's not an adolescent anymore. Like she's this isn't a match title. No, that would be know, awesome. It's not, uh, it'd be raw, dude. That's not it. You, it's just, yeah, nah. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I, I would write that story. I would write it, and I would love it. How's all of you that story? Oh, Cable. The rumors are true. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics. Hey, I am Vince B. And that's somebody talking over me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Christopher Neesman. I wasn't talking over you, Vince. No, I know. You don't. I'm David Price, and I was talking over you. Yes, you were. David A. Price. Because you're the king, and you can do whatever you damn well please. That's right. You take my scepter, baby. And I am the best member of Alpha Flight ever, Eugene Judd. No, no, no. You're, that's not the best member of Alpha Flight. You do cartwheels. That's right. <laughs> he is the you, bestest. <laughs> you, you are Jason Wood. And we, it's a special night here. I mean, they're all special. This is an extra special night on 11 o'clock comics because we have a guest in the studio with us. You know this dude. Everybody knows him from iFanboy. It's Mr. Ron, wait, I'm going to roll the R's because that's, that's special. Mr. <laughs> Ron Richards is here with us today. I might be the most overexposed man in comics podcasting. Oh, you may well be. So I'm here. I, against my better judgment, I'm here, and I've got my uh, tinfoil hat for Vince. Hello. Nice. I've, got, I've got my anger for the industry with uh, for Chris. Yes. Nice. And, um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut for Dap. And, nice. uh, and, and and for Jason Wood, I've been staring at this at Google Finance all day, and I still don't understand any of it. So. My boy, excellent. Yep. <laughs> I, I came prepared. So. Nice. I'll tell you, I really have always loved that fanboy, and then you guys had to fuck it up and, with your new hire. I think you've really stepped down with it. With oh, that. damn. <laughs> they're equal yeah. opportunity employers, man. Everybody's got to hire a handicap. Not every it's hire true. can be an A-lister. True. That's the problem. It can't be, they can't all be A-listers. Oh, that's true. they got to make everybody else look good. That's Did you right. get the uh, new ramp put in for... Did you get the- <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Let, let's, just, no, I, let's take note of who is not tweaking the Neesman. <laughs> and that would be me. Thank you, Vince. Yes, I yes. made the mistake of swearing he was going to be in a great mood tonight, so we're challenging that. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking on high all day long. It's oh, a no. mm-hmm. Chris has been Chris has been a, a stellar employee over at iFanboy. In fact, it's a, you know that you know the joke when you know like a kid gets his first job and like at the post office and somebody comes over and like the old guy goes, "Hey, you're moving too fast. You're making us look bad." That's Chris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Well, th- this fast-moving episode of 11 O'Clock Comics oh, look at you. is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com. Lots going on at DCBS. In addition to those Wumba discounts that you can get every month on your favorite comics and collectibles, they are sponsoring a comic book convention. Whoa! It's called the Summit City Comic Con. And you can find out a whole lot about it at www.summitcitycomiccon.com. It's on May 22nd of this year. It's a one-day show. Cost you 10 bucks to get in. If you're an artist, you get a free table. That's big doings. Because then, as soon as you walk into the place, it's all profit. You can actually make your year with this show, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Uh, it's an artist-focused show, like I said. Uh, it will be promoted within local and regional libraries. Very cool. Promoted to local youth through school art programs. And it will be at the Grand Wayne Center in downtown Fort Wayne. Uh, here's some of the people that will be there. Alt Baltazar, Mike Norton, Matt Kent, oop, Tim Seeley, Robert Atkins, Nate Powell, Chris Burnham, Ryan Stegman, Jim Rug, and a whole bunch more. There's publisher presence and involvement from Dark Horse, Boom, Top Shelf, and get this. I'm going to tell you a little bit of story here. I know I'm stretching out the promo, but this is, this applies to the, to the sponsor. About two weeks ago, I was tooling around the picture box site, as I do every day, multiple times a day, because, like I said, they're one of my favorite publishers. I like to keep up on their offerings. You keep them in business. I know, but some of their books are very low run. If you don't get them when they offer them, you're not going to get them. So I'm tooling around the picture box site, and something catches my eye. I do a little preview. My heart starts racing. Oh, I order it. Cut to this past weekend. I get a text message on my phone, because I'm a member of the 21st century, from Zach Crusey. And he says, guess who we just brought on board? Ah, who? Picture Box. DCBS is carrying Picture Box books. But, and the thing about Picture Box is, very, very rarely do they discount their books. You pay cover price for everything through their site. They, DCB Service is going to have them at significant discounts. The book, that I, I, cause I text Zach and I said, tell me you guys aren't going to carry this. And he said, um, maybe. <laughs> I, I paid 27 bucks for a book called Nazi Knife Volume 6. DCB service has it at a lot less than what I paid for it. Now I want you to keep an eye out. Humor me. You can shut me up when I'm done with this. Humor me. It's a 196 page perfect bound French Art assemblage of which Picture Box is the sole United States distributor. You're only going to get this through Picture Box and through DCB Service. I'm always on the lookout for books like this because it's not comics. It's uh, an art book, almost entirely devoid of text. It's just pictures, but there's drawings, paintings, photography. Uh, concrete art, art brute, impressionism, da-da, mixed media. There's collages in this thing, accented by drawings and paintings. So you have this mixture of, of, of many visual movements. There are images of organic machinery, living architecture, uh, sentient landscapes, or a combination of all three. You have uh, just images of like Abandoned houses, these ghostly landscapes littered with with spectral-like people walking by. There's vintage porn in it. Ooh, uh, wait now. 
there's alien worlds and creatures, experiments with color, shape, and line, nude figure studies of decapitated women that, you know, they, they could be found in a serial killer's drawer, transsexual people with upturned breasts and erect penises, uh, Pastel War of Geometry, no, it's a great book, Pastel War of Geometry in Space, Armageddon, Barbara Dare's in it, they have, there's, a, there's this collage type image with Barbara there's Dare. There's a foreword by Pete Townsend. No, it's awesome. Oh, he was uh, exonerated. He was found. He, there was nothing, nothing there. It was all research. Domesticated horsewomen. Uh, some of the pictures look like they could have been folded up and put in somebody's back pocket and washed a few hundred times. Nice. There's head wounds. There's humor. It is a beautiful thing to behold. Nazi Knife Volume 6. And you can get it through Picture Box a lot less than what I paid through. You mean DCB? Uh, yeah, you can get it through DCB. Yeah, see, rewind it. I'll edit that out. You can, you can get it through DCB service for a lot less than what I paid. A lot less. DCBService.com. DCBService.com. And if this is your first time ordering through them, enter EOC8 into their little code window and you'll get another 8% off. It's crazy. Nazi oh, knife. Ronnie Deutsch sent you. No. But you know, <laughs> Ronnie Deutsch going to fix it. I love... <laughs> I love art books where you, you can turn off the language and just cruise on emotion. You know what I'm trying to say here? Where, For you know, real. it's almost like a cumulative effect. Each page combines with the one before. It's awesome. Forget language. Visual. Nazi Knife Volume 6. And, and, for the, and for the record, I, I love Pete Townsend. And uh, in previews this month, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Image has a ridiculous, ridiculous month. Wait, wait, time Yes. Up. Whoa, 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 I know, a... I know, I know, I know. I we, actually... we rewind a little bit. No, they, they're bringing you, the they're bringing know, the lanterns over the. In... Yeah, but how would Chris know what's in previews? I, oh, I, I I may have taken advantage of the EOC. Uh, oh, for... second oh, see, see, you know, you can bitch, but you, you're using it. You're using it. I know. Right. I it's hate like it. I, it. I felt assimilate. <laughs> I felt dirty, and then I was like, ooh, a Neil Young comic with Cliff Chang and Josh Dysart. That looks oh, awesome. I saw, yeah. I, saw art, I saw art from that uh, back in the fall. I saw the pages from it, and it's amazing. It's Look absolutely nice. Amazing. Well, it's yeah. Cliff Chang. Yeah. Oh, it's, I love Chang. He's great. I have a, I have a, his print, the Green Arrow Black Canary print that he was selling at the con a couple years ago. I have that framed up my wall. So good. Oh. You so. betcha. So there you go. That's our sponsor. Uh, if you, if you want to buy a book with collages made out of vomit, Nazi Night Volume 6. Awesome right. book. Speaking it's of right. vomit, uh, yeah, it is time for the drink roll call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> lovely. I tell you what, let's what's, uh, what's, uh, lead off with our guest, even though I yeah. I already know what he's drinking because uh, because I know this man's favorite drink. I am quite predictable. I have mixed my favorite, my signature drink, my 7 and 7. So uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm kicking the be- finest in Canadian whiskey. Uh, there you go. You gentlemen. And I've I, got I, a, I got a six-pack of Peroni in the fridge if this runs long. Which I think uh, I'm boy. Uh, <laughs> if. That's a, yeah, if. I, you know, I, Ron, I may bring back uh, a Comic Shots uh, special edition because I never did get to do a 7 and 7 for you. And, and it hurt me. You really, as long as it's not Sovereign 7. The book to go. <laughs> hey, you can't call the comic. You know, you get, <laughs> sure. you get what you get, pal. But uh, I got I to admit, what you guys might what you guys, <laughs> yeah, GP. Awesome. What, what you guys might not know is you guys have spurned. I'm, I've been on the 11 o'clock diet. This is my only night of drinking this week. Hey, oh, dude, so, nice. so, yeah, so That's the Neesman diet. That's yeah, not I'm the actually, 11 I'm actually, I'm down about, I'm down about seven, seven or eight pounds, and I was like, you know, I'm going to have a drink tonight with the boys. So there you go. I can't go out with you anymore, then you're going to look too good. I doubt it. <laughs> can't, can't, can't public with you. Well, nice. Mr. 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 Wood, 
What uh, what are you uh, sipping on this evening? Well, I'm drinking something I, I drank once before on the show, but I pulled it back out in honor of our uh, special guest because there's probably no uh, no bigger uh, X Men fan in podcasting than uh, than Ron. So I'm drinking a Wolverine, uh, which for those that forgot, it's a uh, it's a bottle of beer. So I'm using Pacifico, one of uh, Chris and my favorites, and uh, a couple shots of Bacardi Limon, and it, uh, it it makes a nice brown and uh, beige. The, the two separate because they're different weights and it, it looks like uh, the classic Wolverine costume. So the real it's pretty dope. You should put cool. some raspberry in there so it gets the good costume, like the blue yeah, with yeah. the yellow. There you go, <laughs> uh, Mister uh, Mister Price. Uh, how about you, uh, Merlot? Again, this time from uh, from Barefoot out in California. Nice. All right, and Mister uh, uh, Mister B. Hi, I once again I'm drinking Yingling because it's the best. All right. Uh, you know, I I have a I have a friend here in Chicago that uh picked up some uh a friend. Yes, I have a friend here uh that picked up some uh Yingling black and tan. So I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go raid Very his nice. uh, I'm gonna raid oh, yeah. his uh, refrigerator. But um but tonight I am drinking I think I've had it on the show before. I'm having uh from Three Floyds Brewery. It's the Robert the Bruce Scottish style ale. And oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very it is very yummy, and uh, I just got a PM from Daryl. Uh, he is <laughs> drinking uh, fruit punch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, he, is he drinking it angrily? God, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's angry fruit punch. White knuckle fruit punch. Goddamn glass. <laughs> I thought he gave up Kool Aid because it was sixty nine cents a packet now. Oh. <laughs> you on? <laughs> so so here we are. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'm so tired. We got blasted with no. We got blasted with snow today. Not as blasted. Everybody snowed in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's this is probably ridiculous. this is probably where I have to keep my mouth shut, right? No, oh, you're yeah, lucky, California boy. But you just left it. You were you were in New York this last weekend. No, I, I Josh from my fanboy, my partner over at my fanboy, likes to tease me that I danced through the raindrops because I I came in. I was in New York this past weekend, and I came in, and the blizzard that hit DC went just under New York. I didn't touch. I barely touched a flake of snow. Wow. And last time, like around Christmas, I came with that that snowstorm right before Christmas. Remember when they were shutting down the airports a couple, like a week before Christmas? I got in on one of the only flights that got into Kennedy. So like somehow right. I've avoided it. I've had good luck all. It's a knock on wood for the rest of this winter. So, so right. we should call you the astonishing Ron Richards then. Because awesome. like that book, you dance between the windows. I see that. <laughs> Ron is single-handedly keeping uh, X-Men Forever Alive by buying up every copy. I just, no, I just no, bought no, it today. No, no, I just bought the new issue today. <laughs> I get it too. David buys that. How, how, how psyched am I for X Factor Forever? Oh, oh my God. man! You know, I actually, I actually, Weezy's back in the business, dude. <laughs> yeah, but did you see that drawing of Gene on the splash page? The drawing? Yes, I did. Oh, th- you know, there's only one thing you do to a woman like that, uh-huh. and it, it involves handcuffs <laughs> and a woodshed. I got two <laughs> letters for <laughs> HF, dude. HF. That's Jean Grey, man. Come I on. know she's, she's hot. Right. She, no, she's, she's not. down in the pillow, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your daddy? All right. X Factor Forever is awesome because it's picking up right at right where it. Picked I know. Up I love right it. Right before it all started, that was my favorite period of that book. Oh, yeah. God. By the way, did you did you guys notice how um, how X Men Forever was coming out twice a month for a while? Yeah. 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 D- did you know why it was doing that? Because uh, there's so many good ideas in Claremont's head, they couldn't contain it to a month. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, he, uh, Claremont actually did an interview with the uh, guys on the Uncanny X Cast. 
And uh, he was, you know, totally candid. And uh, and he, he they asked him that, and he's like, because I'm under contract with Marvel, they have to pay me for two books a month, and there was nothing yeah. else they wanted me to do. So <laughs> I wonder why. This is his. This is his like Golden Pastures book. This is like yeah, just go do it every oh, yeah. year. It's, it's still coming out two times a week. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I used to always joke that it seemed like they just had a deal with him where they had to keep him on the payroll, but I didn't realize they really do. He said they have. He has a lifetime contract with them, and he's there. Well, he should. He should yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, and you do that. Yeah. Yeah. He drove that company so much money. Just let him do whatever oh. he wants. And like, oh and it's fu- it's it's funny because I'm glad the X Cast guys interviewed him because they're big fans too. I've been on their show and and um, they're awesome. Their I've never inter- have been on. Uh, yeah, I don't think there is actually. Yeah, I, I know, I know, of one, I know of one show I haven't been on, but don't hold your breath. But um, uh, no, but uh, Claremont, I'm glad they interviewed. Him. I've never interviewed Claremont. And I have no desire to. Wow, it's it's it's. it's oh, far. Just because you think it would be like it's one of those things where hero worship, and if he was. A- if it totally. didn't go well, not, yeah, not even yeah. that. I just don't even want to risk it. I mean, it's like same thing. Yeah. Like I was really big at music, and I used to I used to write for a, a, a music magazine, and I never interviewed uh, Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I never want to do it. I got offered, I could have done it. Don't want to do it. I'll leave it alone. So we on on around comics, we uh, uh, did an awesome. God, it was two plus hours with John Byrne. I've never mm-hmm. been so nervous in my life, and it, it it was one of those that Sal and I talked about it. That if it had gone bad, we may have just closed up shop right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I totally see what you mean. I mean that that would be nerve wracking for sure. That's so let risk. me ask you. So so who's the one guy for each of you that you would be just scared to death to to talk to interview because of that reason that you just wouldn't want to have your your bubble burst would it be Panther for you Vince or have you talked to him Shit yeah I I've talked to him <laughs> but uh, he reduces me to like a a babbling idiot you know yeah he, the guy's amazing uh, and yeah see I can't even formulate ideas just <laughs> yeah. talking about him How about oh, you David Uh well only because it's actually happened uh, Matt Wagner I I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't even. Yeah, I couldn't even. I was just like, "Hi." I, it was like, <laughs> "Super fun." I swear to God, which like, is ridiculous because he's he's he maybe the, the nicest guy in the world. Absolutely. He's super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was just like, and even when I was getting my uh, the is it the 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 Grendel archive edition signed, and I'm just <laughs> I, I drew a blank, and and I kind of ended up just asking something that I never wanted to. It's like. So when when's Mage Three coming out? You're pretty. Really? I was like, remember when you put out that comic that time? It was awesome. And you drew that check, and yeah. David, I'll tell you. One year at the Penta convention back in uh, I think it was like '93 or '92, he brought his wife with him. Okay. And he 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 so caught me checking her out while I was waiting. Oh, yeah. and he gave me such a dirty look. I was like, oh no. But yeah, that's I, I've been, my I've been busted by a creator before for the same reason. I'm not gonna say who or what, but it was at a at a con. It's like, oh, quick, look away. Shit, shit, shit. He saw me. <laughs> I gotta guess. But <laughs> yeah, you probably know, Chris. <laughs> uh, my, mine would would definitely be Alan Moore because I I wouldn't even know. When to start? Because the guy yeah. is the guy is probably not probably the guy is so insanely smart mm-hmm. and s- beyond a level of of my comprehension that you know I would I would feel like an ant talking to him. Uh huh. 
Yeah, the uh, the Indy Spinnerack guys interviewed him for it was a long interview, and they did a great yeah. job. And I remember listening to that, thinking the whole time as I'm listening how nervous I was for them, thinking, "My God, I I could just like I was waiting for him to get livid and just hang up." But it's, it's, probably, it's probably one of yeah. the best one of the best Alan Moore interviews that I've heard because they they didn't go down the road that I would go down or most interviewers would go down. They really, they wanted to talk about lost girls and that's oh, totally, really yeah. what he wanted to talk about. And it's really, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to talk about his superhero stuff anymore. He, he will pretty much refuse to, and they weren't interested in any of that. And, and they, if you can ch- check that interview out, I'm sure it's in their archive. It was a really awesome interview. And, and it sounded like he appreciated that they wanted to talk about the stuff that he was working on now so it was it was great yeah and and he's mellowed over the years really the, the, yeah i think so those new promo videos that he did for the the new zine uh, if, if you've seen them on his site he's yeah he's, he's very relaxed in his in his body anymore and he's just talking conversation before he always had that air of that elitist air kind of in you know let's not mince words he's a smart guy and he knows it oh, yeah. but but he just was he seemed to just having fun this is what i'm doing if you want to read it go ahead if you don't see you later how about, how about you ron uh, well i said claremont <laughs> i mean is it is that is that it is there um i probably i probably wouldn't i would turn down more if it was offered just for but not because i like i idolize him actually i think he's all right i'm, I'm not like i don't pray to the moral altar like the rest of y'all but um, uh, well, I think, you, you I think he's good. Went. I've read it. I've read it all. I've re- I have it all. I've read it all. But it's like I think he's really good. But um, um, Claremont. Well, it's funny because one I mean, one guy that I have interviewed that you know that I do like similar to David and Matt Wagner, who I do every time I talk to him, I turn into mush. Is Darwin Cook. Um, and, and like literally, I was I I, had, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago on the phone, and he was just like, he's like, speak up, son. He's like, what's wrong with you? Calm down. <laughs> and he, and I was just That's like, on, I'm sorry, sir. And like, I was I get really formal and polite. And at one point, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, what do you work for, Obama? Come on. Oh, <laughs> so, so it was. I mean, but he 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 always gets me nervous because I just respect him so much. Yeah, and, I, I I met him one time, and I turned into goo. I was like. You know that 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 one time, and it was so cool, and yeah, I, uh, we signed this. So that well, was actually, actually at, at your at your uh, your and James uh, James Simes party at uh, um, oh shit, what's his um, isotope isotope at isotope? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna see Darwin again at WonderCon uh, in April. It's gonna be fun. Nice. But um, but actually, uh, another person who I've yet to interview, who I haven't, who I've been afraid to, and would you'll enjoy this, which I've almost done it about four times at cons, is uh, Liefeld. Because, because, uh, yeah, okay. because I, I just like, I, it's like, it's like, I, I should interview him. I should totally, I grew up loving the guy and all this stuff. And there's yeah. so much controversy around him. And every time I've either chickened out or it didn't work out or he walked away. And now it's, he's slowly becoming a white whale of mine. So. Oh, I would I love, love to interview him. He's, he's one of the guys actually, because I mean, I'm obviously I've never done a show where we interview people. I would love to, to sit down with, with, with Rob and just shoot the shit. Well, my, <laughs> that would be great. Well, my, my, my fear, my worry is that, and, and, and as you guys, you guys know me, you probably know this, is that sometimes my mouth moves faster than my brain. And so my fear is that I'm going to let a joke slip that I think is hysterical and he's not going to find it very funny. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, like and, a rapture or something? Yeah, some, anything. You know, <laughs> nice. Like ankles, you know, not the wrong ankles. feet maybe. Or, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, Just um, don't wear a yellow hat. You'll be fine. Exactly. Nice. Chris oh, wouldn't you. let me talk to him. <laughs> what? You wouldn't let me talk. Every, it, it, was, uh, it was the year we – it was oh, – uh, Oh, six, because that was when Vince got to sit in and, and talk to, uh, or try to 
mumbled a couple of things to John Romita Jr. Oh, to Romita, <laughs> yeah. You bitch. Yeah. And, and, you bitch. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you and, were so funny, Vince. You were like, hi. Yeah, well, he's got hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, can, I, can I run my fingers through your hair? But, uh, what was it like working with Alyssa Milano? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have the mullet anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> you, you know I worship Romita Jr. Yeah. So it, it for, was a big, dude, big doings for me. The the only guy that that would scare me would be uh, Morrison. Oh, he's he's I, easy. He's he's a sweetheart. He's he? no, yeah, he's not. And I I hate to be like, oh, I talked, to, but we've interviewed him and, and I've hung out with him stuff like that. And he's, I mean, I was intimidated the first time, but then he like he he was talking about Owly and he was talking about how great Owly was. And I'm like, oh, he's a he's a teddy bear. So yeah, yeah. I just have this view. I just worry that he he'd for some reason size me up as a suit and then like hate me. <laughs> I'd be all crushed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just have this vision where he just like immediately disliked me or something. But anyway. <laughs> Ooh, dead dead air. we never have that. Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> some of the uh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm interested to get your 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 takes on, especially now that with Ron on, so it'll just be beyond the normal four knuckleheads. We'll have so Brew Baker is writing an Avengers book. Yes. Uh huh. And I'm 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 looking forward to this primarily because even though. Captain America had that one issue, I think number ten, that hide that, that tied into House of M, and he had a couple of Civil War issues. That was, you know, Bucky talking to a hologram of of Nick Fury. You, Brubaker's one, whether it's it's Iron Fist or Daredevil, and for the most part, Captain America, even even Uncanny X Men, it kind of just he's able to do his own thing. He's really not tied in so much to what the rest of the Marvel universe is going on, and now he's writing. We don't know who's on the team yet, but he's writing a book that probably, chances are pretty good, may cross over or tie into other things, being an Avengers book and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the secret yeah. book, right? Secret Avengers? Secret yeah. Avengers, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how is, what's, I know we've got the thread going on in the forum, and people are guessing as to who the silhouettes are. That's but- the one with the giant frog with the uh, with the huge pecker. Right. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, 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 yeah. Dildo Iguana and, and everything like that. So, uh, <laughs> or, or the one that the one that came out today that I thought was the century until I saw the boobies. This will kill you, Ron, because I so think that's Emma Frost. <laughs> no, I think it's Emma Frost too. Do you want, well? Do you want to hear my theory about it? Or, or sure. it's not. I, I can't take credit for it. My uh, a buddy of mine here in San Francisco, Ash, who is a who is a real big comic fan. Um, he and I have been IMing about it for the past you know couple of days and theorizing about it. And this is not our theory, but this is what we hope to see: that it's going to be a team of Avengers that are all members from all the other teams in the Marvel universe, and they're embedded. So similar to like an Illuminati kind of thing. So there's somebody from the X Men, there's somebody from the Avengers, there's somebody from the Thunderbolts, oh, okay. there's somebody from the, right. and they are kind of they are kind, kind of behind dope. the scenes man- manipulating or moving stuff. Uh, that's my theory. I don't, I, like, I don't like know. Like the, the NATO of Avengers. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, either that, either that, or the like. The image that came out today, it could be Emma Frost, but the thought was that maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a cape. All that black area it could be a power signature, so it could be somebody like Songbird. Yeah, so, I was thinking funny. Scarlet Witch actually. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought, actually. Yeah. Oh, then One I thing bring I'm going to her back. Really? Uh, he, oh, according sure according to Pat, they are Scarlet pretty soon. Witch, yeah. And there's a Young Avengers uh Oh, she's been in Mighty, story. hasn't she? I haven't been reading Mighty. Uh, uh, no. Well, no, it's been... No, it hasn't been Mighty. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been someone impersonating her. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Well, one thing I'm pretty sure of... I knew that, Ron. No, I don't read Mighty. I can't read every book. 
<laughs> you know how many books are on my pull list at my store? You know many, I subscribe to like uh, 82 books. So I can shoot them all. Small-timer. If they're going to push this heroic age, and, and they, they have been, well, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean, I really doubt that Wolverine will be on the main Avengers team. Because that is Wolverine on an Avengers group is is the symbol of what happened before. So they're not going right, to want to go down that right, road. Luke, Luke, they're taking no, Luke but, Cage off of it. So, but let's, right. but let, let's remember let's remember the conversation uh, between Tony Stark and Cap that put Wolverine on the team, which is that they need a chaos element. They need a Hulk. Okay. So I, I still think I still think Wolverine applies. I think Wolverine makes sense as an Avenger. I mean, Wolverine is probably Scarlet Witch, right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I don't really think she's a Hulk type. But oh, she's right. chaos. I, I think they could do chaos. better. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going to have enough of a wild card with Bucky on the team. Oh maybe. yeah, maybe. But Bucky's coming into his own. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing. I mean, the other question is, what do you think is going to happen to Cap? I mean, like, and and by right, all rights, be on another one of the teams because yeah. we know that Slot's got a team. I mean, it hasn't been announced yet, but he's clearly involved because he's he's admitted as much. So we've got I, his team. You've got that image that's floating out there. I'm just wondering if if Steve Rogers is going to be involved in something. But well, I, again, I, well, well, we see that Steve. You know, they, uh, what is it, saying Captain America that Steve and Sharon are off in her estate in Virginia taking it easy. I think yeah, when they Jesus. when they when, when they bring you know, when they bring Steve back, it's going to be the head of Shield. That's what I think. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I think I, 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 I think I think he's actually going to be on a new show with Sarah Palin on Fox News. Oh, boy. oh well, I'm not I, talking. Uh, I, I now, think, let's, now let's hope that that they didn't. I mean, because why bother bringing Steve back now if they're not going to use him? Like that doesn't. Well, they, they are going to use him. Boy, using that's him a good point. Siege. They're yeah. using him in Siege, and that's your answer right there. Okay. No, well, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's going to be the Nick Fury of the Secret Avengers. He's going to okay. be the CEO, the commanding officer. Directing, pulling the strings, and so what do they do really, It brings well, a whole new meaning to who will wield the shield. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 They're still running the secret wars. We know that. I mean, at least unless it gets canceled, they're. I mean, it's planning going thirty, thirty-five issues. So, a s- secret warriors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that isn't that. Done? I, thought, I could have sworn Hickman was talking on word balloon that it, that it's ending. No, no Hickman was no, saying he's got six or seven trades, and then it'll end. He said he's oh, got Jesus. a final. Oh. Yeah, well, geez, it's a, it's a long it was all end eventually. Uh, so, so nice <laughs> to, to think of things in terms of, of trades and collected editions. That's that's neat. Well, to be fair, he was talking about he had uh, thirty five or so issues, and then he he said it'll probably be in the because I guess he's they're letting <sighs> him design the trade dress for all these books, like his books, right. he's, which is unusual, and because you know he's got that background in the and he was saying that because of that he's he's been thinking about which he was referring to some particular plot point, saying well you probably won't see that until the sixth or seventh trade. Do you so. see the grudge that David carries? He yeah, drags it along like crazy. He could come out and say, what? you know what? We're going to give Secret Wars away to everyone. We're going <laughs> to drop off huge bundles at like orphanages and old folks homes. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I want you to screw Marvel. No money for them. Yeah, you're real good. <laughs> what are you talking about? You Holy don't shit. like Hickman. You don't like him. I never said that. I know you don't have to say it. You don't. You, like who well, are these characters, and why should I care about you them? You seem to no, be a little begrudging of, of of the accolades that many of us throw upon yeah. him. You seem no, to be a little. No, I don't. I am not one to to say that. Oh, I don't. I don't see what you guys see in somebody. It. I read Nightly News. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I haven't read any other of his other indie work. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four hasn't floored me yet, and and Secret Warriors it. It lives up to its name. Everybody in the fucking book is secret. Yeah, there you go. He, he picked up the baton. Now he's running. You, 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 get, you, you hooked him, Vince. You hooked him. Yeah. You need, you need well, to read Pax Romana. 
I'll, no, I'll agree. Okay. I'll agree. With I'll agree, with David. No, I, lo- I love Hickman. Hickman's great. I love Nightly News. I love Pax Romana. But there were week there were weeks where I forgot to buy Secret Warriors at the store, where I had to go back a couple days yeah. later because I totally forgot to pick it up. Like, it was, I, do buy, I do buy his explanation for that, which is that, and he he seemed genuinely like he 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 took he said he fucked up. You know, he he. He was trying to do things to please Bendis and the uh, editors and stuff, or what he thought. Well, he I, I don't done. even think that that's the reason, though. I mean, I didn't like the art. Uh, who was the artist when it launched? Was it? Um, well, you don't like Caselli. You never have. I like Caselli. I, I, I exactly. like Caselli. Yeah, oh, but you, oh, you not, always that wasn't the right look for that him at every at every opportunity. I do. I really do. I hope I never meet <laughs> him. <laughs> it's, it's completely <laughs> irrational. Sure. I'm bringing him up to you at C2E2. <laughs> he probably gets drag him. English. I'll be all right. Oh. <laughs> Well, he's an Italian. Art. I assume he's an Italian artist, right? Like all these imports that they're bringing in. But um, no, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't like that 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 muscly, rounded look that he has to it for some reason. And I felt I felt like Secret Warriors. Secret Warriors. Need, you know who would be great on Secret Warriors would be the guy who did that Wolverine Weapon X issue last week, CP Smith. Yeah, true, like it should, be, it should be a dark kind of. Shadow. Malev would be real good. Malev would be and great. Like, on if, it. Yeah, yeah, he'd be great. Yeah. Tom Coker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For you, you remember um, Beatlemania? <laughs> Where those four guys, they dressed, I uh, went on stage and they looked like you and and then they played Beatles songs and. and yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Next week on episode 70 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Darren, Matt, Scott, and Paul interview once and in future Legion of Superheroes writer Paul Levins. They talk about his past runs on the Legion and the JSA, his upcoming runs on Legion of Superheroes and Adventure Comics, and how to really put together a great comic group. Check it out as the guys hold it together and not ask the question, remember that time when you had the Legion fight Darkseid? That was awesome. Check out the interview at www.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. So why don't we get back on track here for a little bit and start spotlighting? Oh, are we you know, ever on? Are we ever on track? <laughs> I didn't know we were off track. Turn no, no. The old format. That means that there's a book that Vince wants to talk about. No, no, no. I was going to defer to our guest because that's oh. the polite thing to do. Oh, look at you. Well, yeah. well, Vince, Vince, I'm glad you did because I have something that is actually I thought of you when I when I was thinking what to come. I wanted to come oh. prepared. Um, okay. So, uh, so like you guys, uh, we have some very awesome, loyal, uh, you know, uh, people who enjoy what we do over at Fanboy. And one of them, it, who uh, I hope you guys know this guy, uh, Tad Stones. Um, oh yeah, yeah it's uh, Hellboy animated. Yeah, Hellboy. He Hellboy animated. He actually is uh, the creator of Darkwing Duck, uh, which is one of my one of my favorite cartoons. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he he watches and listens to Fanboy, and and um, he's been kind enough to send us. He's been clearing out some of his old comics, and he's been kind enough to send us a couple of boxes of stuff of stuff that he thinks that we we might like. So you know, we got a bunch of Miracle Man issues, and we got a bunch nice. of. Wow. Uh, he sent Josh a couple of uh, old Invaders comics, and Connor some old Avengers and stuff like that. Um, well, we got a. Re- Decent box, and as we were, the three of us were rifling through it, and me, Josh, and Connor were kind of claiming what we wanted. I saw one little book, and I slid it out, and I didn't say anything to Josh and Connor because I didn't want them to know that I, I claimed it. But what <laughs> if I told you? Um, I'm just gonna say some names, and I want to hear Vince re- react to these. Um, uh, Frank Frazetta, mm-hmm. Har- Harvey Kurtzman, nice Art Spiegelman. Oh, I'm wet. Look. Steve Dit- Steve Ditko. <laughs> what are you reading? Uh, and Wally Wood. Yikes! Uh-huh. I he gave me a copy of Wits End number three. Oh come on! He gave oh, for, that to you. 
Yes, from 1967. It's Wally Wood's comic that he published. Yeah, you, an, I lent that to him. So when you're done with <laughs> that, <laughs> you need to send that back. <laughs> so this anthology book, it leads off with a Mr. A story from Steve Ditko from 1967. Whoa. Right? Then you, as you flip through it, it's got some poetry by Ralph Reese with illustrations by Leo and Diane Dillon. Yep. Um, it's got some great pinups. Then it's got a awesome Art Spiegelman story, like to- 1967 Art Spiegelman. We're not talking like 80s yeah. now. Stars. Yeah. Um, a couple of one pages by Harvey Kurtzman. Um, there's a, a invader story by Richard Basford. Um, uh, and then it leads into the pipsqueak papers from Wally Wood. Oh. And then ends up, and then ends up with a, um, with a Frazetta story called Last Chance. Hmm. Nice. How's like, the paper? Not, not Frazetta painting, Frazetta sequential. Right. Like pencil. Oh, yeah. Black yeah. 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 Amazing. Is it, I'm like, you know, notice any browning on the paper or is it, it how's it It's in up? really good shape. I, honestly, oh. like I, I, I mean, it's got a couple of, um, it's got a couple of stains on the cover and, um, a couple of, bra- uh, uh, a couple of edges and stuff like that. But I'd give it a very, like a, probably a, at least a good, if not maybe oh. a little under, look at me going the old comic rating. Yep. But, um, re- is, someone uh, needs to reprint Wits End. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, let's see. It's, and just for those playing at home, it's W I T Z E N. Yes, exactly. Wits and I and and like and the back cover it says next issue an Al Williamson sci-fi spectacular. Wow. Which I wish I could oh. find that. So like I'm giving you guys a preview because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a thing on the iFanboy video show about this uh, probably uh, like in two weeks. But um, as soon as I as soon literally as soon as I got this, I'm like, oh, I gotta tell I gotta tell Vince he's gonna love uh-huh. it. So, I have awesome. a, I actually have a, a a good run of Wits End, but I don't have number three. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So, it's um, hard to come by too. Yeah. It's legendary. Oh, that could be great. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. So talk about talk about a cool book. So I've just been I've been holding it very delicately and reading it slowly and you know taking it all in. Yeah. Oh, you know, it boggles because Fantagraphics is the torchbearer for stuff like that. They, they've, <laughs> you know, the Squatron. They're they're keeping up with the EC fanzine. Why not? Pick up Wits End. Maybe I mean, they, they just did. haven't yeah. thought of it or gotten the rights or who knows. Oh, I, I'm sure they thought of it. I bet you it has yeah. maybe something to do with rights because there's a lot of different yeah. artists in there. It's kind of like the I heavy was metal. Say, yeah, they, they got to clear a lot of different artists right for for that. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess yeah. say this this Mister A stuff. It, like if you and to go back to the sponsor, if you haven't ordered Mister A from oh, yeah. Dicko, uh, from from in stock trades or DCBS mm-hmm. or whoever you know happened, it, this is this is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I just got the uh, the Mr. A, uh, the first Mr. A from DCBS this uh, this week, and it is it, it's fantastic. I mean, it's I mean, D- Dicko was kind of off his nut, but <laughs> but, but that's but what made are, him so great. That's what the, yeah, I, I, yeah. I love the crazy genius. You know, like I'm loving Glamorpus from Dave Sim because he's insane. The man oh, yeah. is insane, but it's yeah. it's, it's brilliant comics. So. It, it it is crazy genius on paper, and it's you know it's it's all of the amazing art that was in those early Spider-Man issues, but mm-hmm. it's it's just it's his political and moral beliefs put onto paper in a nineteen was is this. Early seventies. When was Mister A? Late sixties. Uh, yeah, sixty-eight, yeah, sixty-nine. Yeah, sixty-nine. And and so it's it, it still has this late sixties, early seventies uh, sensibility to it. But it, it's that it's that great. I mean, really giant in in the medium storytelling mm-hmm. of Ditko. But and, that's the that's yeah. the thing with Ditko. Like he's like a fly in amber. If you read the newer books, the ones he did in ninety nine and two thousand, 
the dress styles and the hairstyles and the architecture are all from the 60s. He did not change a thing. So yeah. it, it's almost you almost get like a time capsule that it, it, that was drawn 10 years ago and, well, and that, it looks it looks vintage. It's amazing. But th- that's not terribly uncommon because actually a long going conversation I have with a friend of mine, we're both uh, one of my favorite artists is Alan Davis, which I know you guys all appreciate. My boy, Alan you know, is yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and Alan Davis, I mean like I mean on my first comic book was, you know, like first comic book series was Excalibur and, and that was Alan Davis oh, and that's what he did for me. Alan Davis is stuck in the 80s with his hair and clothes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a good place to be the, stuck, though. Yeah. All the girls mm. have that feathered hair look, you know, yep. that kind of, you know, and it's... Oh, like, that, and the Fantastic Four covers that he's doing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. yeah. They're all 80s, which is fine. They're beautiful, but it's definitely... But I just love Dicko. I mean, like, and especially Mr. A, because I just love the logo, how it's black and white, and it's all, like, in it. And I'm a big, um, you know, Anne or Ayn Rand fan or whatever. Like, I love the Fountainhead and stuff like that. So, you know, it's one of those rare occasions where a philosophical kind of message that's being put in a comic and an alternative comic, I'm actually like, yeah, fuck yeah. So... Um, right. <laughs> Have you, have, you seen, have you seen the uh, um, the uh, Jonathan Ross in search of? Oh yeah, oh yes, so good, so yeah. good. And and we were talking about Alan Moore earlier in the interview with Alan Moore about Steve Ditko. Probably explained Steve Ditko as a person better than I've ever had it explained and, and yeah. what his what his mindset is and I don't even know if, if Alan Moore has ever met Steve Ditko but that's a guy that probably understands him better yeah. than, than most Yeah, and, and along with the philosophical you get the everyday slice of life stories like he has this recurring one page spotlight called Tisk Tisk where he just goes into things that he's aggravated with or stuff that you know bothered him there's one where he's waiting in line at a at a checkout counter in a fast food restaurant and he describes the kinds of people he encounters in line like there's a person who can't make a decision there's a person who counts the change down to the penny and he draws out little stacks of change with 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 uh the amounts underneath them and like like a a, a math problem it's like the the detail that he goes into just to say some people piss me off. I, I really think Steve Ditko is like the Larry David of comics. Yeah, that's good. That's you know, a good comparison. Yeah, you know, yeah, like he's sitting there observing the world, and he's got an opinion that makes him sound like a whack job. But if you actually calm down and, and like, that's my thing with I'm watching Kirby Enthusiasm. I'm like, you know, I kind of agree with Larry. You know, like it's like yep. the, he really does owe him, he does owe him an apology. But um, um, but yeah, and Ditko like so observant and just so like such a unique. You know, voice. You know, and and the thing is that, like, as you know, and, and it's. I'm glad to hear him still in the conversation all these years later. Like, he hasn't done a mainstream comic in years. You know, but mm-hmm. you know, it, we we can't stop talking about him for a reason. So. Uh, there is one on this order form, not to you know pump the sponsor again. There's <laughs> one on this order form that's literally Zach said, hot off the presses, very yeah. small print run. So if you want it, you got to get it now. Yeah. Sweet. It's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. Wally Wood. You say that name, it's just like, ah, uh, it's like, well, it's, it's, it's Wallace Wood, according to the, the, the Indicia. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I love the, the inside Patty. cover. The inside cover in big, in big bold letters says, Bombay King, give Indians the vote, statehood for Arkansas. Like, I had no, I had no idea Wally Wood was as subversive as this. As this. That's what I love about oh. it. You know, you know I, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I've read a lot of his stuff. Have you guys read, Vince, you've read Canon, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got James uh, Syme who runs my who runs Isotope, who we mentioned earlier, where I shop. I walked in the store once, and he just he, goes, he got all excited. He's like, "Wait right here!" He goes in the back, comes back with a copy of the Canon book from Fantagraphics, and hands it to me. And he says that Diamond found a box of them, and he ordered them all. 
Sweet. And so he, wow. he has a box in his back. He has a box in his back in the back room of the store, and he sells Canon to the people who he thinks will appreciate it. Like, oh, it's, you know? like the, it's like the good stuff. He's like the, the good yep. liquor in the back of the store. Exactly. exactly. Uh, nice. That should be everyone. Everyone should walk out of that store with a, a copy of Canon. I wish there were enough can- copies to go around. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. So. But oh, it's just it's a genius. So I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a nice little uh, plastic bag for this and keep it you know real safe and sound. And it's gonna be one of my tra- treasures. Nice. Uh, and I have, I have uh, uh, the creator of Darkwood Duck to thank for it. So, <laughs> no kidding. Tad's yeah, great. If you, ever get, if you ever get to meet Tad at a convention, he goes to San Diego. If any of you guys ever go, mm-hmm. he's a great guy. He loves comics. He's a, he's a really good guy. So, cool. And, and pick up those uh, uh, the Hellboy animated movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a, yeah. a great job with those. Um, I've got I've got something else out of the uh, um, the kind of old but uh, but reprinted pile. If you guys would like to take it. Uh, have you picked up the fantastic IDW reprints of Torpedo yet? Oh yes, yes. I picked it Isn't up. Isn't it week good? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Torpedo originally, and Ron, you may help me out here. Originally, Italian, Italian comic. But yeah, it's 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 uh, Jordi Brunet. Right. Well, I, I know it's Jordi yeah. Brene, but uh, yeah. it's it's Sanchez Abuli is the writer. Uh, Enrique Sanchez Abuli, yeah, yep. And uh, and, and Jordi Brene does the majority of the art in the in the first volume, but uh, the first two stories are Alex Toth. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> well, no, well, you got you got you got to give it the you got to give it the the proper credit because so IDW has collected them, mm-hmm. and so you know the stories are by Abuli and the arts by Jordi Bernay with Alex Toth. But um, you know the book itself, the cover design and and color and everything was all done by Darwin, who we Darwin mentioned earlier. Book. And, and it's uh, all, J- J- Jimmy Palmiotti on all the translations. Yeah, Jimmy's been translating it personally into English. Mm, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it was funny because I, uh, I sent him a message on Twitter that I, I absolutely love the the torpedo collection, and, and I and I said that he did a great job. And his reply to me was, "Thanks, those guys are awesome." So yep. I mean, he, yep. th- this very much um, I, I think was a labor of love project for for Jimmy, and uh, you know, I I love Alex Toth. It, I, I see I see the genius in. In the layout and the storytelling, and how he's able to tell so much with so little. But I am now a huge Jordy Bernay fan. And you as well, you should be. Oh my it's, God. Yeah. It, it, it is, I mean, it's, it's almost all six panel grid stuff. It, it's, it, it's. Oh, it's primarily all six panel grid. I mean, that's, yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple of ones that span, uh, span, uh, across two columns, but, um, it, 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 it's amazing. It's, it's really good. I mean, I loved Alex Toth. I, I got into Alex Toth from Space Ghost, actually, of all things. Nice. Um, sure. Sure. It, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, that was kind of my entry into Toth, but then, and Brene, like you, you see what he's doing now with, with, on Jonah Hex and things like that. Right. And you see how, you know, but like this is the stuff that is just like this, this is, this remind, this is, if you like, like we're going back to like Al Williamson and all like Stan Drake and all those like classic, classic, um, uh, you know, cartoonists from the from the fifties and stuff like that. That's the style it's in. Like it's like that yeah. old newspaper strip. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, if, you, if you're a fan of, you know, I hate to call it genre fiction. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is straight out gangster comics yep. from from the the thirties and moving moving forward. I don't know where where it ends up, but it's it's basically you know thirties forties gangster 
um, I, I, I'm not even going to call it noir. It, it's gangster comics. And uh, IDW did a fantastic job repackaging this. It's a, it's a hardcover. It's twenty four ninety nine, And, I mean, you cannot go wrong with this. It's like a little oversized. It's like – and give yeah. it up for IDW for because they've come out of nowhere with these collections. They've like, done, like, the, I mean, they, they've turned into a player as far yeah. as high-quality – collections of comics that wouldn't mm-hmm. be getting into the hands of people unless they were doing this. Yep. Right. Well, they're using their heads because if you look at Bernays Torpedo and books like uh, Joe's Bar from Munoz and Sampaio, those were the prototypical works for Sin City. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mi- absolutely. M- absolutely. Miller, Miller chewed those up, digested them, and spit out the Sin City. So with the popularity of that, it, it only makes sense to bring... You know, bring the 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 originals, the touchstones back, and they'll find an audience. You know, it, it's amazing to uh, to see. It. You know, I love Twitter, um, it, it, especially. You know, if you're if you're a comic book fan and you're not on Twitter, you really should be because you get so much interaction and just you know these awesome little bites of what comic book creators, writers, and artists are thinking and stuff that they draw interest and inspiration from. And, and it's a really interesting look into into the creative process. And there is uh, a group of, uh, of artists that are on Twitter that started this uh, comic twart. Is that is that mm-hmm. the name? Of, it's yeah, mm-hmm. Twitter art. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's Twitter art, and it's uh they they did uh, each week. It's a new character, and guys will put up their um their drawings of whatever whatever character is the theme for that week. There was an entire week of torpedo, and nice. it was awesome. And and to see these guys and the reverence they have for for this character and Alex Toth and Jordy Bernay, and, and to see the love that is that is just dumped into these drawings is amazing. And this this week is awesome because it's GI Robot. Yes. Yeah, and, no, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and I think that Franco Francovilla needs to be tested for artist PEDs because he's just ridiculous on that thing. <laughs> he is ridiculous. Yeah, he uh he, I mean, I know he's been doing the Zorro, but he the dude is crazy crazy good. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not reading Zorro, but every time I see his work, I'm like, "Oh my god." Well, Torpedo goes back away cuz I can remember reading those stories in heavy metal early 80s. Maybe, oh yeah, no, maybe, it's eighties. It's, it's, yeah, it's the eighties. I mean, I definitely think you know it's it's the. I mean, because uh, Abuli started writing in the early eighties, according to his bio on the back. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And uh, there's a, I think a French anthology called Aswavir. I think they were. I, I totally butchered the the pronunciation of it, but I think I remember them being in there too. So yeah, he's been around, and I'm glad IDW is collecting those things. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, if this is the byproduct of Jimmy working with Bernay on Jonah Hex, then that's great. I mean, like if he if he brokered this and made it happen, then then I mean, it's it's it, and that's another one of those things where I didn't really know what it was, and then saw it in the store, and and my you know and and heard of you know actually Augie from Comic Resources was talking it up as well, and I was like, yeah, let me mm-hmm. give it a shot. I'm so glad I did. Oh, so good. yeah. And again, this is why you have a store that's very enviable for many people because most LCSs you wouldn't walk in and see torpedo there if you didn't yeah. pre-order. You weren't getting a copy, so yeah, that's... exactly. And, and and we're lucky because Isotope had a stack of them. Like they, yeah. were, they, they were all gone within a week too. Like it, it's a, I gotta if you ever like there's a couple of stores. It's really cool because you know when you think about the comic book store and you think about the the you know the Androids Dungeon or whatever it is and Simpsons and the dusty long boxes and things like that. But there's an emerging trend of stores. 
stores and Isotope is one we always talk about, but so is Secret Headquarters in LA and Bergen Street in Brooklyn. And, you know, there's other stores like that where, you know, you go in and just say, you tell them, you know, help me find a book. And it's so much fun. And they, and each shopkeeper brings their own touch to it. And it's, uh, it's great. So. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris has himself, so we can, we can continue, continue without, you, without uh, you. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there he oh, is. There he is. But you're all, you're all, you're all fuzzed Super out, Clint. Vince. This happens every week, Ron. <laughs> I didn't know Vince was a Cylon. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of the final five. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, oh, I feel bad though because I started talking about a comic from the '60s, and then we started talking about a reprint from the '80s. Like, should we? Like, I read all my books this week. Can we talk about the books that came out today? No, or? no, <laughs> no, no. 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 Nothing, oh, that's for nothing your for show. That's for yeah. oh, that's for my <laughs> show, right? Okay. Yeah. That was my that was my biggest faux pas. Whenever I was on iFanboy that one time, I talked about a book that was two weeks old, and yeah. Josh and Ron got angry with me. We brought the hammer you're, down. You went off script. You can't go off script. I know. It's like, oh, shit. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why uh, they were pleasantly surprised when they had me on because I stuck to the script. And they were like, oh, you stuck to the script. Great. Yeah, like, wasn't yeah, that but... what a script's for? Yeah. Well, you, you, you fuckers have ruined me because we're without script. It's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, Spider-Man I, I 620. Huh? Oh, you do? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is my gift to, to Chris. Oh. I've been wanting I've been wanting to talk about this for for a couple of weeks now. Okay. Um right. I read the definitive edition of Queen of Country Volume 1. Oh, nice. Oh, David. Pedal oh. now. We can. We can. I'll stroke your beard. Uh <laughs> Oh, I had a beard trimming accident yesterday. Oh shit. It's oh, bad. You're this bad. Yeah, I'm clean shaven now. Oh my no, god. Okay. We can snuggle. I'll go lower. The uh <laughs> Jesus. The, the, uh, I just almost spit out my drink. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, I'm going to learn. Oh, I should have learned. You have yet to, uh, I'll give you a lot of shit, but, but you have yet to steer me wrong, whether it's off road, whether it's, whether it's point blank. Uh, yeah, I, I, I trust you for, I have trusted you for a while now. And, and I read the, this, this kept me company a couple weeks ago when I was taking the train. Blew through the first volume. I'm, I'm just started the third story in the second volume, and uh, and it's it's not what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was pretty much just primarily about Tara. No, and it is so not. And I I'm oh, yeah. glad for that. And uh, and I, I love how there's a different artist for each arc, and everybody brings their own style to the cast and. The stories are just, I, I don't even care about, you know, the operation. I don't, why they're doing what they're doing. I don't care about that as much as I care about the characters. I care about Tara and Paul and Tom and, well, Edward. And, and, and you know, and, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read it. I, I absolutely love the book. Wow. I'm very happy. I'm glad you are. I, I am too. <laughs> I, I am, you know, I, 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 I have one word of warning for mm-hmm. you. Don't get too attached to any of the characters in Queen. No, Man. yeah, I've realized yeah. that. That's uh, it's, I guess. it's 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 real. It's a I think as real as you get to to actual espionage. Not I and I don't know. You know, it, 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 who's to say what what does and doesn't happen in, in in the world of black ops and and that kind of stuff. But I, I think Greg prides himself on the fact that you know, dead is dead. Whenever some, one of the things that he he told me in an interview one time is that 
when some when he decides that someone is going to get shot in one of his books, he has to come up with a very very good reason why they don't die right there. Right. Because when someone gets shot, that is a that is a massive massive injury. And when you get shot, chances are you're going to die. And and Queen and Country is is so realistic in that regard that when you see someone get shot, chances are they're going to die. And yeah, it's it, it, it's one of my favorite books. But it, it just it just scratches every itch I have as far as you know espionage and and real world politics. You know, I, I've gone on and on and on and on about it. But yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you like it. Definitely, I, I uh, you know with with all the abbreviations and the initials, I I, I completely understand now. You know <laughs> why you would think it'd be the RZA, but there are just things where. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, going through. I, I've I've enjoyed everybody's take on on the characters, and and even uh, Carla Speed McNeil's on, on on the second book. And I think I, I really enjoyed the exaggeration that uh, Pegredo. That yes, that well, yeah. um, no, yeah, that uh, well, well, Leonardo in in the first. Oh, book. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Leonardo Fernandez. Fernandez, um, I'm sorry, I got my Fergato and my Fernandez. I was like, Duncan? Um, but no, he, I, I, I really dug the exaggerations. I mean, from, from Paul's face and, and, and Tara's chest and, like a and, big ass are, nose, man. and, and yes, and, um, and the blast. Oh, J- and- Jason, Jason Alexander. I mean, you want to talk about a book to, to look out for up and coming artists that, I mean, that was Jason Alexander really experimenting before he was doing, you know, some of the awesome stuff that he did in the escapist series. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, that, that was, that story may have been a little confusing based on, I mean, cause, cause it's just black and white art and, and, and the style, May have confused me a little bit here and there, uh, but the in the first book, I loved Brian Hurt's story. I think mm-hmm. Brian Lee O'Malley's inks hurt him a little bit in, in the first chapter on on that story. Uh, but but starting off with um, is it Ralston? Yeah, Ralston. Ralston. I I because you start off with his his look and it just it changes for each story, and and then we get to Leonardo for for, for the final story in the first book and. Completely different than what came before, but you still, I still knew who everybody was. I mean, I, I, I love the format of the book, or the size of it. it you know, I think if, if I'm going to nitpick when it says the definitive edition, I, I, I would have liked a little bit more than a few character sketches by Leonardo. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe some scraps, just, I mean, little, little nitpicky things that if someone forced me to say, well, what would you have liked? You know, yeah. that's probably, you know, it's adding a little bit more back matter or behind the scenes. Would have been you, 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 yeah. you have to wait. You have to wait for I think the the fourth one, and that's where you get the script book and a bunch of concept art and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's uh and, and, the, and, and the post-it notes that Chris leaves under his windshield wiper. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Surveillance <laughs> photos. Uh, actually, Greg will be the first one to say that that he didn't like the fact that they called it the definitive editions because okay. the story's not done. 
and you, it can't be definitive until it's done. And and he's he's still writing Queen and Country stories. So yeah, it, it, I've said it a million times. If you're an espionage fan, if you like stuff like uh, the the Bourne series, yeah. check out Queen and Country. It's just I, I think it's the perfect example of a creator owned series that is completely written from the heart i mean this is this is what greg wants to write i I think that if he could write queen and country 24 7 he would do it um it's just it's awesome stuff and if you're in and if you read queen and country and you want to check out something um uh tv wise that that will um do a lot of the same things there was uh, and, and greg's very very open about this is he was incredibly inspired by a 1970s british tv show called the sandbaggers so if you like okay. queen country check out the sandbaggers because it is eerily similar to queen and country and and it's like i said greg is is very forthcoming that sandbaggers was a huge inspiration for queen and Queen Country. Very cool. Okay, no, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for I'm that. getting all choked up, David. Oh, I'm here for you, man. I, it, it's just, it, it really, I mean, I know I've, I've, I've pissed you about it it's, it's plenty of times, and I, we might even have a thread about it on, on the forum, but uh, once, once I finish, so I can finish the second book, Start on the third before I have to worry about the novels. Or uh, oh he doesn't. Yeah, know. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll send you. I'll send you an email. But it gets a little sketchy. Basically, the last arc that Chris Somney did the art on that happens in between the two novels. Okay. And Chris, were you able to finish reading that, or did you just did you just pass out from Rucka and Somni on the same book? <laughs> it was um, flush. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, oh god, my my pants are all wet. What happened? <laughs> I had to read it naked. That's just old age. Well, that's how I feel about the uh, the, the the upcoming uh, Atlas book because Parker oh, yeah. writing it and Somni and, and Hardman splitting oh, the opportunities. Yeah. Oh my that's, lord! I'm going to have to buy multiple pages from that See, book. David's going to have to wear a heart monitor on that one. <laughs> Seriously. For <laughs> Rizzy. Hey, it's Daryl again. I used to love the Hulk. Loved the Hulk so much. Had all the books and all the Peter David's run. Loved what Greg Pack did on it. Loved what John Byrne did in between that. And then, after World War Hulk, Jeff Lowe got on it. Jeff Lowe, thank you for killing any love that I had for the Hulk. I can give a shit about the fall of the Hulk. I can give a shit about the little Modoc thing and the leader and the whole. I don't care anymore. My love for it is killed. I'm not. T- I love Jeff Parker's writing. And Greg Tash writing and the artist on it, Paul Cartier, his art is beautiful. John Romer the Junior's art is beautiful. But because of low shitty writing, it killed it. it. It's not fun writing. It's just silly writing. It just tore up the whole story. It's not fun. It's terrible. It's crap. It was so much garbage writing that I don't even touch a, a Hulk book now, even if he's not writing it, because he's still on the part of the team that's on that book. So it's dead to me, just dead. 
Thank you, Mr. Lowe. Thank you very much. Wood and I teamed up. We read the same thing. Dude, we're oh, like uh, oh, we're oh, like Eiffel oh, Tower in some books and shit lately. That, yeah. that reminds me. By the way, I've got your I've got your Mike Norton Quinn and Country page here. Nice. Gonna, there you go. I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give it to you whenever you come in for C2E2, and I will give Ron his Justice League International hardcover at the same Don't time. Don't let me forget. Oh, I need that. There's a hole in my shelf for it. Wait. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, and Vince, Vince, I, yes, Vince, 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 Tower in a book. I, I have Vince's uh, Curse Pirate Girl Zero issue. Nice. Awesome. And David, I'm going to have to come up with something for you. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> we have to make David happy. Woohoo, yeah, back up. We have to keep the king happy. Anyway. <laughs> Wood and I read Dash Shaw's Unclothed Man in the 35th Century A.D. Yes, we did. Yeah, you want to, you want, we'll go back and forth. Just feel free to embellish at any point. Uh, the, the book is, this is really the alternative comics episode, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, this book is fantastic. (laughs) It's it's subtitled The Illusion of Life, which I'm thinking refers to Brad Bird's comments on animation. Anybody? Wait, it is? Yep. Subtitle. Look on the spine. The Illusion of Life. Because. I don't uh, have that on my spot. Oh, you, shit. You sure you take the dust jacket off? Oh, oh, I got to take that. Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, because the uh, spotlight of this edition is the okay, right. title story, which was a series of animations that Dash Shaw and others did for the Independent Film Channel. And uh, remember uh, a couple weeks ago, if you listen to things that I say, there is an, uh, a clear acetate dust jacket on this book. And uh, not only is it functional and beautiful, it's conceptual as well because uh, it mimics an animation cell. And a lot of this book is about animation and storyboarding and, yeah. and, and the, the uh, proximity of, of storyboards to comics. They're actually the same thing. And a lot of people hesitate to uh, broach that subject, but not Dashaw because he goes into it in, in very good detail. Uh, among the stories in this book, there's one that stands out, and I'll leave that for last. Uh, there's the uh, title story, The Unclothed Man in the 35th Century A.D., which is about Rebel X-6, a uh, flesh-and-blood human who works undercover for an anti-droid organization, and they oppose the integration of synthetic organisms into modern society. It sounds hoity-toity, but it's not. It, it, it's very, there's a cubist, uh, an air of cubism to it. His apartment is very much uh, in the cubist vein. But what, what you'll get is you'll get uh, a page of comics, and then they'll embe- Dashaw will embellish the, uh, the story by showing you the storyboards he created for the animation. And yeah. in, a lot, in a lot of respects, there's additional information in the storyboards that d- does not appear in the actual comics. So it's cool. You get a, a complimentary view of comics and comics as storyboards. Very cool. Jason, you, you know what? Well, I just was going to say about the storyboard thing that fascinates me is um, I know when we had Gabe on the show, you know, because he obviously spent a lot of time uh, and makes a good chunk of his living doing storyboarding for major motion pictures. And having seen some of his work, it just it's striking to me how different the storyboards that Dash was doing for the IFC show is how much more simplistic they are versus Very what loose. you know yeah. Gabe has to do. And I just was it just I, I guess I expected um, the storyboards to be much more detailed, but I guess maybe because he was storyboarding for himself that you know it didn't have to be yeah. as, as tight. Well, um, that probably you- also that probably also picks up on the artist's style. 
you know, mm-hmm. like you know, even even a storyboard artist will have a different style, and and you know, and and you can see where varying degrees of of detail based off whatever mm-hmm. the project needs. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, true. Well, it, uh, Shaw has a very simplistic style to begin with. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. he doesn't noodle at all. Uh, not often, but uh, the storyboards are very simplistic. And Jason, did, have you seen the uh, actual animations? No, I, I didn't know that I, until I read the opening, you know, stanza of the book where he talks about the first twenty-four pages being a comparison of the two. I, I wasn't aware that there there was oh, an animation. Though. They're very cool. In the first uh, quote episode of the comic, he uh, finds a satellite that uh, monitors droids. And he he puts this device on his on his mouth called a uh, what's it called a black hole mouth, yep, and he and, yeah. and he sucks the satellite into his mouth. But in the in the actual animation, the the satellite spins and it's covered with panels and and satellite dishes and grids and and you can actually see it spinning as it's going into his mouth. It's really cool, very very well done animation. Um, there uh, is a story called Look Forward, First Son of Terra Two, in which a man is born into the future and reverse ages over time. Yeah, it was mad crazy. It, it, it's it's so cool. He's he's he when he drinks, he spits into the glass. He pulls pieces of food on out of his mouth onto a plate and like say say steak. He'll he'll pull a chunk out and at the end the steak is on the plate. It's crazy. But the the hook of the story is and there's something there's there's a formal. Uh, aspect of the, each of these stories that's the hook. Like in this story, the time moves backwards. Characters age where the old man gets younger and he eventually, should we spoil it? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah. I, I the, would think that's okay. Sure. The, a young girl finds him early on in the story and it turns out to be his mother. Yeah. At it's, one, it's very much a, like a sci-fi Benjamin Button for those right. Scenes. At one point in the story, the he's a, he's a fetus and he flies up between her legs. Oh yeah, and, and there's involvement by another race of beings, and we won't get into right it. But cooch, yeah. yeah, it's really neat. And uh, we find out later it was a fucking droid putting sperm capsules inside of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's nice. not my type. Um, there's a look uh, into the making of the Abyss, where we we see the adventures of Sean, a gopher on the set of James Cameron's movie, uh, <laughs> where uh, Dash Shaw uses a circular motif. There's a lot of circles in the story. There's a, like a uh, the guys uh, they talk about sound and how and recording sounds for the movie. Um, and there's recurring images of circles, like the void of the abyss is a circle. There's a swimming pool that's a circle, a, a camera lens, a hot tub, and you keep getting these like v- re- this pattern where if you, you you follow it, it's it's very cool. Uh, there's a uh, a reel-to-reel tape spool that's a circle, um, and this is neat because the art almost looks like uh, if you've ever worked in Photoshop coloring artwork. It looks like he turned off the line layer and just went with the color for this. There's hardly any line in it at all. It's all blocks of color. It's very cool. Right, Jason? Sounds good, Vince. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I thought we were going we to tag team this bitch. Uh, well, dude, I mean, you're coming at this from a much there. I don't. I mean, I'm. I don't know about Photoshop. I mean, this is you know. I, 
sounds good to me, but they're, I, mean, I would. They're trying to get a scream out of a little girl, and she crawls into a, a pipe at the end, and there's another circular motif of the microphones. Uh, at the end of the pipe, and naturally the pipe, the, the interior of the pipe is dark, so it makes a circle. It's more circles, circles and, and more circles. But, well, that's a uh, recurring theme throughout every story in the book, which I don't know if it was intentional or not, because these were all stories that were, I guess most of them appeared in Moam, right? But they've appeared in, in right. the course of many different years. But, um, and that's a but fan graphics anthology. He's a huge fan of, of, of shape and circles particularly. I mean, oh, clearly yeah. that's, that's, that's one of the, certainly one of the underlying motifs of all the the disparate works in this book for sure. And he, he seems to be a very big fan of film too because in the story My Entire High School dot 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 Sinking Into the Sea he has a sort of it's a sort of autobiographical work where Shaw combines a lucid nightmare he had with events from James Cameron's Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. It's his high school literally falls into the sea and he's the hero and towards the end the girl that he's with is is he he places her on something that's floating and he slips away like leonardo dicaprio yeah, he's definitely a fan of of putting himself in the different works visually i mean he's not always referring and the, the characters aren't always him but but a but often the way he draws himself looks very much like the way he draws the protagonist in other stories as well so i'm going to mm-hmm. assume that that's intentional but um yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that, other than the fact that he, he maybe he has good reference of himself. But <laughs> uh, there's a story called "The Uncanny Reproduction," in which uh, young Joe, a farm boy, after saving a woman from a fire, becomes a media celebrity, and he's coached by his agent on the finer points of attracting the opposite sex because he's fallen in love with the girl he rescued. And like uh, the lead story, the 35th uh, century AD. The majority of this story is told in storyboards. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, there's a real neat uh, chapter called Cartoon Symbolia. Yeah, that that was probably my favorite. Oh, really? Cool. Shaw classifies and names various recurring formal aspects of mark-making, cartooning. Uh, He calls the dotted lines that delineate, say, invisible characters as invisitides. Mm-hmm. They're dotted lines symbolizing, symbolizing invisibility. A waftaram is yeah. that, that wavy line that denotes stink or some kind of smell. Yeah. And there's the you sex like, goo. Yeah. The sex exactly. goo waftaram. So she shows a woman's legs all spread and there's all drippy kind of waftarams coming from her, her thingamajig. Uh, soul rad. Comic book waftaram. Yep. <laughs> Soul rads are radiating waves from a sun shape, and on and on and on. Just like this, pludes are drop shapes indicating liquid discharge, and he brings it home with a, a bunch of different uh, names. But the story that really float, floated my boat was called Satellite CMYK. This is very cool. Um, it starts off... The title. It, and... and uh, Mr. Neesman's going to know exactly where this story's going because he's in he's in printing. Uh, Nine hundred years before the events of the story, Earth exploded. Boom, gone. There were a few survivors, mainly scientists, and what they did was they created a satellite out of what I don't know, and and split the craft into strata according to families, in order to minimize inbreeding. Okay, the the survivors were only allowed to breed with lower levels. Or clones of those on lower levels, so you wouldn't have a bunch of non-optimal human beings running around right. and and reseeding humanity. One-eyed, one-horned, purple, 
people eaters. Exactly. Exactly. People right. from West Virginia. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave that in. Just don't in worry. Those trouble. people don't have internet access, Vince. We're oh, not man. That's not nice. Mario that's not nice at all. But after this brief black and white introduction, which actually contains a cool bit of foreshadowing shadowing with a stuttering character, the narrative, get this, it splits into three distinct stories. Yeah, it's e- pretty crazy. Each story ha- is colored by one of the process inks. There's yeah. a cyan, there's a yellow, and there's a magenta story. It's really cool. And they're... It's, and it's not. It's told out of like it's not it, right. On the page it's different. Like the first page is is you can kind of figure it out. Like, and I'm not. I have no printing or graphic background. So again, that's why Sam coming at this. But but so when I first started reading it, I was like kind of like, what the fuck? I'm not getting yeah. this at all. And then all I of a sudden, agree. I looked at the colors. And I said, wait a minute. I said, oh, I said, I think if I read this by color, it's going to make a lot more sense. And I started that's exactly with exactly what I did. Yep. Yeah, and and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, cyan. Shit, it makes sense. Started with cyan. Oh, my bad. Right. Cyan. Right. Uh, then I went back and yeah, and then you quickly realized. But it's interesting because in the first few pages, like it's it's uh, you know it's like 16 panels in a 16 panel grid, and it's like you know the one line is all yellow, the next line's all cyan, the next line's all uh, red, and so you kind of get that magenta. Okay. Yeah. okay. But then, like by the third or fourth page, he starts splitting up to each pan. Like there's a pink, there's a there's a magenta panel, then a cyan panel, then a yellow panel. So you kind of have to really. Yeah. Um, the, the thing Vince I had told you on on Twitter, and I said the thing I really took away from this, he makes you work in this book. You know, oh, the, yeah. he, he he is not. Um, there's nothing easy about this, and he's, he he definitely plays with the form of sequential storytelling to the point where if you're willing to put a little bit of effort in dealing with it being an unconventional form, you're rewarded with a pretty linear story, actually. But but mm-hmm. unless you're willing to put the work in of going back and forth and look at each panel and match up the colors, then it's pretty much incomprehensible. So Did you I mean, catch I, the hook at the end, what he did? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, the, cy- the cyan story features mm-hmm. uh, a young Barry Gore. That's the, the dude's name. He, li- all, he lives in a single room with Samantha, this girl he's... He protects, he eventually falls in love with her, but because they reside on the same level, their contact is strictly monitored. No touching except during communal activities, stuff like that. But So when she reaches puberty, they're, they're segregated. They put a big glass uh, pane between their cubicle so they can't touch. They can just see each other. Uh, and eventually, this rebel faction that from another level take the, the kid away and wipe his memories and integrate him into another society on another on a lower level so then you have the yellow story which features Gary Smith this 20 something custodian same thing happens to him his memories are wiped but not by the rebels by the establishment and then the magenta story you have a middle-aged dude Andrew Stone who uh, his wife turns on him. She works for the rebels. He's his mind is wiped. They're all the same character. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Like th- because the characters' so mind all the different levels of this new right. Their their minds were wiped, and then I'm going to blow it because this is really neat the way Dashaw did this in the in the in the opening uh, few panels, which is black and white. There's no color, just line. Uh, a character who stutters tells young Barry that he's going to go, he probably won't see him again. And at the end, as each one of the characters are, are going down this hole into another level, you have the colors blend. There's a, a cyan, which blends into level uh, a yellow in one panel, then a yellow blends into magenta. So he kind of hints that all these characters are the same. 
but there's a person and it's pitch black when when the, when the the eldest of the three fall into the into the level it's pitch black and this character's talking to him and he's stuttering and he brings him to what is earth this earth did not blow up they they just built these levels of society above the earth and he takes them to salvation at the end and he sees actual color yeah, and, and I kind of get the opinion. Uh, I'm kind of uh, I'm of the opinion that the levels of this quote satellite are the color of the stories because at the end he sees uh, plants and he has like he's never seen these colors before and they're green and like you need yellow and cyan to make green. So I'm thinking that the colors of the levels were actually stark yellow and and cyan. That's interesting because I mean it says there's 30 levels, right? So. Hmm. Um, but I mean, all in all, we're chewing up a bunch of time. Yeah, Th- this this book is you need to get this. It's one of those books where completely. I mean, if you read Bottomless Belly Button, you know what Shaw's capable of. It's just more of the same. Fantastic cartooning. Uh, feed your mind and your eyes with this. Yeah, and it's a, definitely it's also another book where I think that it's not just you know a collected work of stuff for the sake of it. I mean, clearly the he puts as much time and thought into the. The packaging, the sequencing, and the presentation of all the stuff in here. Um, yeah. So it, it really is, without sounding corny, it really is, he takes things that have already existed and he makes them something new. I mean, it isn't right. really just a, it's not simply just a collected edition of stuff from Mom. It's really, in and of itself, a completely different work because of the way he puts it all together. So, Well, in, 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 to, to, in Goth, uh, Jesus, let's try again. In Gary Groth's uh, credit, to, to his credit, he did take the fact that Shaw did the IFC films as a springboard to put this collection out. Sure, sure. But well, I mean, it's even sponsored. I mean, the 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 uh, the cover is uh, has IFC dot com at the bottom. So I presume that they're even somehow involved in this as a sponsor or something. Yeah. I mean, I and it's cheap that. too. It's a hardcover, ninety six pages. It's only like twenty bucks, yeah. and you can get it. You can get a good discount on it. Yeah, it was terrific. I mean, it's definitely something that's out of that's that's a little bit out of my normal element, and um, so I mean, I bought it on your recommendation, and it was uh, it was a pleasure. Like I said, it was uh, definitely something that um, you know I, I think rewards you if you if you put in the time and really just enjoy it and and, and go through it slowly. So you bet. Hey, on the uh, on the uh, the independent comic um, shtick that we're on tonight, not that that's <laughs> different from any other week. Uh, I noticed <laughs> that um, stuck stuck. Rubber Baby has been oh, resolicited. Yeah, you need to get that. Yes, yeah. you do. It's awesome. It's on the that, order form. That's the word. Oh, I know I don't like that word, but that, that no, but completely works. applies to that. It fits. Yeah. Howard Cruz is amazing. Stipple. That's the you know when we do this word association, you that's think Stipple. Howard Cruz, Stipple. The man does things with dots that is just incredible. Oh. Yeah. Totally yep. agreed. Yeah, that's that's a good one. You could, you should order that, Chris. Yeah. I it's it, it's ordered. I remember his barefoot strips that yes. appeared way back in in Marvel's comics book. Oh, as even even as a, a kid, I, I was struck by the fact that this guy's putting a lot of effort into these drawings. It's just <laughs> incredible. Uh, and you know he is a um, he is a gay man, so that crops up a lot in his work. If stuff like that turns you off, well. Howard Cruz's stuff is grow not up. for you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> you no, know, you, you have to. Oh, really? You have to tell people this because there are, you know, we st- still in this day and age. So there you go. he's awesome. He's great. You need to read it. Yeah. Let's talk about Marvel a little bit. You know what? Ron, we, we should to... talk about it next. No, we definitely Come have on. to. How about? We, uh, 
we've been, we've been keeping the Marvel on the last X. couple of weeks. I haven't been able to say boo about like Supergirl. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm the guest. Did I hear David just say Ultimate X? Because I'm literally yes. holding that comic. I'm holding that comic Ooh, in my hand. Nice. Oh, Let's get into it now. I'm gonna go <laughs> make a sandwich. <laughs> Dude, how do you go make a sandwich when when is our Adam's book to be discussed? Yeah. <laughs> Old, da- old habits die hard, man. Because it was mediocre. No, it was. What? Oh, God, oh how could mediocre. you say it was mediocre? Yeah. I'm going to have a sandwich. No, 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 no be, be honest. Explain you... that. Explain that. How is this book mediocre? It was okay. It, I, it just, I, you guys talk about it. I'm not, I'm happy, Chris, tonight. And I'm not. Yeah, right, no, listen. The author in question. You can give a happy criticism. I mean, because yeah. I'm curious because because I I am on a strict uh, no Jeff Loeb diet. Um, yeah. I, 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 I live by I, that script, but he keeps fucking getting guys like Cho and Adams to draw his shit. Well, the thing is, I didn't yeah. even realize he wrote it. I just saw Art Adams and I grabbed it and I got home. Oh, I went Loeb. Yeah, I was like so. I, I, but actually, it was for for the hack that Loeb has become. It it, it was wasn't half bad. <laughs> Oh, you know, like, now, see, like, now you're getting on board that of, shit. He's making a bit of a comeback, I have to say, as much as it pains me to admit that. It was inc- <laughs> it was incredibly coherent writing for Loeb. Usually yes. you get you get the, that flurry of sentence fragments and conversational language. This was actually, it, it's, it read like he sat down and said, okay, I'm going to write. Put my yeah. author hat on and write. And it, and it worked. Yeah. And it, there was no mystery. That's what I like the best about it. No red. There's no red hulks in this book. Everything's yeah. laid out on the table from page one. Yeah. I don't. Uh, for for me, and I'm you know once again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, pounce and be angry, mad, Chris, this week. Um, the Ultimate Universe. I, I I I'm just not feeling. It. I feel like they told their story. And oh, you sir are missing out because we are on the beginning of a. Cr- we're building towards the ultimate is going to be the place to be. I just well, I, really because I, really I, I so? haven't been interested yes. in the ultimate universe in ages, including yeah. the last yeah. few ultimates. I I I stopped reading Ultimate Spidey long before most other people. It just I really had no interest in it, and and largely because of the creators they've got this time out. I am definitely on board, at least for. For for the for the relaunch it, it, now I, they may lose me again, but right now I mean between you know having Cho on a regular book, having Adams on a regular yeah. book, I mean having yeah. um, you know Pacheco doing the Avengers, I mean I, I'm 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 all for that. I mean hands hands down, you put me on a desert island and say I can only ca- I can only get ten monthly books or five monthly books. Ultimate Spider Man is always in that list, and that. it is it, 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 it has been fantastic since La, since it, since the relaunch. La Fuente's art is beautiful. Um, the 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 issue that just came out this week, and I know you guys haven't read it yet but um it's it's got the fill-in by uh miyazawa uh who did the runaways oh, yeah, yeah 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 and mm-hmm. you, you it doesn't miss a step at all like it, it, it like i know like i'm totally for the art same writer artist do a run and run with it and i hate the fact that these guys can't do monthly books and and <laughs> david david one day is a sweetheart and he but he said yeah, i talked to him and uh, i hung out with him in london he's like i can't do a monthly book he's like i can only do i can only do nine ten issues a year um, but you know, you put in you put in an artist that complements the the regular artist, and you don't miss a step. Ultimate Spider Man is awesome. Ultimate X, I couldn't can't believe I'm saying it, but I, I thought it was great. I can't wait for the next issue. Mm. Um, I'm not as I'm not as high on what's going on in the um, Ultimates or Avengers world side of things. I'm not loving what uh, what Miller's doing, um, but I'm not hating it. Um, but the the Frank Cho preview pages on the on the upcoming book, oh, even though again it's written by Loeb, look awesome, look amazing. Yep. Agreed, agreed. And the thing I like best about Ultimate X was it was an incredible, incredible, incredibly ballsy move to kill off Wolverine. 
Yeah. And I, and I know the son is a cipher for the father, but he's a different character. Yeah. If if you want Wolverine, there's plenty of books in the regular six one six to read. Get sure. rid of them. That's nice. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. It was, now I mean, now to cr- to criticize it a little. I, I my problem with the Ultimate Universe was always the recycling of characters and <laughs> when it, you know, when, whenever it was Ultimate Ronin, I was like, okay, I'm out. Well, not but not even ultimatizing a character, but like the fact that so so the the premise of the story and you know sorry for spoiling it, people haven't read it, but you know Wolverine's dead and we find out in the story that he has a son, he had a son that he kind of hid away and his uh, I guess assume Wolverine's old friends are raising him and it's it's James and Heather Hudson. Love this. But, yeah, yeah, but too. but they're in Florida. They're not in Canada. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, cool though. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't how neat? So, so how neat would it be? New Yorkers. They're yeah. snowbirds. Yeah. How neat would it be that um, Wolverine tapped up Heather, and it's her son? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> he backed that it up, would, flipped it. Yeah. That would be cool. But left uh, and, and, on her back. Got a thing for redheads. And if you saw <laughs> the, the the alternate cover, it's not just. Wolverine's son. There are other characters yep. involved in this as well, and one of them is a Hulk. Yep. Yeah. Money shot right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing, we talked about this on our fanboy last week, but uh, which I didn't catch, but Josh caught when the scene when Kitty Pride meets up with the kid to tell him that he's Wolverine's son. It's it's in uh, Quint from Jaws' shack. Mm-hmm. Art Adams pretty <laughs> much drew that it, like, you know, down to the shark bo- shark mouth, you know, like it's <laughs> well done. I know I, I was, I went into it really skeptical and I just, and I, I thought it was really good, you know, pair this with ultimate Spider-Man and like the, the single focus ultimate books I think are good. And, and if they get away from the trying to be extreme and trying to recycle Marvel stuff and just, just tell, take characters just, and tell just, stories. Just tell your own story. Exactly. Exactly. Right, and but, I think, uh, and I think that's what they're doing. So. And, Originally, and it's, it's, the, the the Ultimate Universe was the haven from the six one six, where you can go for the yeah, different and, correct, and, the, yeah. and then yeah, it, it just became the same continuity. old. Yeah, it became the same old, same old. So they're, yeah. they're smart in mixing it up like this. Yeah. Well, and sooner or later, yeah. the Ultimate the Ultimate Universe is going to take over six one six. So we should all be prepared for that. <laughs> I, no, that, well, that, that was the rumor the last time I know, around. Remember, that's yeah. the last yeah. ten years. That's, that's how they wrote this all in because all of us continuity nuts for 20 years are like oh shit we gotta read the ultimates because they're gonna blow yeah. up the 616 and if we don't uh, just one and earth 2 all over again yeah exactly I mean, it's, 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 it's bi-monthly so yeah at least when, when you're talking about Art Adams that's that's a good thing because we we'll get some consistency um but not yeah, according I, to Daryl, uh, not by well, We're talking about people who've, who've, who've read the book. We're, we're <laughs> we have. Um, you, you, I, I think. Well, I read the first issue of Ultimatum. Didn't feel the need to to read the other four. So, so this is the same, same thing here. where it's just it's a fresh start for me. I I read the first issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. It's 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 a book I'll I'll probably read when it's collected. Um I am interested in the Frank Cho Avengers book. I mean I I wasn't really fe- I mean the double page splash page the, the double page spread kind of sold me on it because the whole conversation with Clint and Tony I really wasn't feeling that. But um as far as Ultimate X is concerned, I mean you have I don't know if Kitty's going to stick around. She's probably going to disappear after this. I hope not. I yeah, want her to I stay. Keep not. her in Spider Man. Yeah, she's I, been she's been Ultimate Spider Man, and she's been great there. Just keep her okay. there. Um, well, I mean, as far as Ultimate X, I don't know if she's going to stick around and tell Junior about that or anything. But uh, you have the Hudsons, and and I just I I love. I was, I was talking to Vince about it before. I just love how it looks like. 
judging by the cover of the second issue, we're going to get we're going to meet the team one an issue until and and then we'll get yep. the gang together and and right. and and that's cool. I I can it's it's one comic book, one bi-monthly comic book. I don't care that it's four bucks because of of who the artist is. It's not even that it's it's Jeff Lowe book. It's it's an Art Adams book. So I'm I'm exactly. cool with the price. I'm cool it's, with the consistency. It's a Jeff Loeb with amnesia book because he's forgotten yeah. all the yeah, bad it's, stories. It's, it's, he, he's it's the bipolar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a ten years ago Jeff Loeb book. It's like it was yeah. well, ten years ago. Yeah. I, I I am Ron, as you probably know, because you you know me. I I I, I tr- as much as I try to be positive, I, I rarely have anything good to say about Loeb. And I have to say, but between Vince getting me back on this whole Hulk thing, and now with this, he may be back in, in some kind of mode. Maybe now that the TV stuff's blown up in his face, he may be yeah. back in the mode where he's actually paying attention <laughs> right. to the scripts. No, I'm saying, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I don't. He's got a long way to go before I start. You know, saying he's he's a good comic writer again. Well, but I, of, I, late, I think I, of late, I, I, I've enjoyed his stuff. Yeah, I think you've touched upon it because I think I think that Heroes took a lot of his time. You know, I think, uh, and who knows? I mean, I'm and speculating. Ego, I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea what the man yeah. does with his time. But, and blew his ego yeah, but up. I, so, yeah, and it blew his ego up. Took a lot of his time, and you know, and he had a lot of personal problems over the past ten years or so, and that you know, like, and things with his family, which we won't talk about. But you know, and I think that you know, like, you need to work through that shit. And sometimes you come like the same thing with Bendis. We were talking about it on our show last week. Is that something you know? Say what you will about Bendis, but something's changed in the past two or three months where Bendis is back, kind of up to that Bendis that we've known that I that I fell in love with ten years ago. Um, yeah. You know, like, and sometimes they yeah. like oh, every like. Great. Yeah, like every you realize that it wasn't entertaining for people to sit in the living room and talk in front of the TV. <laughs> but if well, if Marvel wait, strength, so. if Marvel plays their cards right and schedules the Cho book to fall on the off month, oh, and from, yes. no, yeah. from from the yeah. Art Adams book, you yeah. will have two chart topping books. Making my numbers hard, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah. collected editions, I'll I'll gladly double dip on those. Forget yeah. it. I mean, yeah. happily. It's just yeah, no it's, I, I haven't been reading the Hulk stuff, so it's been so long since I've seen Art Adams, like just sequential, you know, like ongoing work. It's just yeah. great to see, you know, like, oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, you know, there was another another Marvel book that came out that I have a feeling that Ron absolutely loves. Which was Pixie Strikes Back, number one. <laughs> oh God! I didn't pick it up. I didn't pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> is it a, a one shot or is it a miniseries? It's, it's a, a miniseries, right? Okay. Yeah. Ron. Yeah. Pick it up. The really? one that came out today, are yeah. you talking about? That's a yeah, one shot. Came out, came, no, 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 no. no, no, no it came no, out last no, week, right? No, no it's uh, That's four issues. Really? Yeah, it, it's oh, a four okay. issue mini. It, I, I'm, it's Catherine Immelman writing. Yeah. And, She's uh, good. She's it, good. Sarah, Sarah, is it Pacelli? Is that Pichelli. how you say that? Pacelli, yeah. Pichelli. She's Pichelli. good too, yeah. yeah. They worked on yeah. The Runaways, right? <laughs> did it? Oh, yeah, oh, no, they did. I was, I was checked out. Ron, this this book screams our shared love of teen angst TV shows. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Here's, here's my problem: is that here's my problem: is that despite despite my you know the the loyal readers that I fanboy who enjoyed it, I never got on board with New X Men ever. So you know, all these characters. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think that you need to. This is. This is. This is really Dawson's Creek's oh, Jesus. The X Men. Yeah. yeah. You. You'd like it. You really would. Right. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm look I'm looking right now at the at the preview of the art and it looks it looks great. It looks yeah, awesome. I like Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. yeah, all right. I'll go back and pick it up. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's all teen angsty um, you know, Everwood, Dawson's Creek meets superheroes. Hey, I, hey, I didn't watch Everwood. Come on, I got. I'm a, I'm a dude. Come on, Vince. One of the characters. <laughs> is on the toilet. Do you watch Dream Tree Hill? Did you say no, on the I toilet? Don't watch Hill. I don't okay. watch one of the characters is on the toilet, Vince. Uh, I still won't play <laughs> so, it. So, uh, have, have you been watching uh, Wife Unexpected yet? No, I have not. Even though I do My like Tree, Tree that, Appleby, yeah. whatever her name is. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, watched. it's it's. I'm, you uh, love Kurt Smith. I'm, I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. Oh, is Kerr Smith in it? Oh, forget He's it. He's a dad, yeah. Yeah, I forget it. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't deal, I can't deal with somebody who was on Dawson's as one of the kids as one of the dads. That's the oh only thing. Oh my god. There, there was an article in Entertainment Weekly about the, uh, the age of the actresses playing moms versus the age of their kids and how old they must have been. Right, when they right. Had them. And it was like hysterical. Like I think, uh, Gilmore Girls, which I loved Gilmore Girls and I love yeah. Lauren Graham, but like according to the ages, she was like 12 when she had Rory, which is, <laughs> Yeah, not sure. but, anyway. but um, I will check it out. Yeah, I didn't pick. I saw it on the rack and I left it just because I, I'm not. I totally missed that whole new X Men boat, you know. And I never really, I never really had. I don't have an affinity for those characters. Um, so I, I kind of passed it over. I, I, I think you'll dig this. You know, it, it's not. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, cry yourself to sleep after you read it because it was so awesome. But uh, no, I, I think you'll like it. Right. And I hope that yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But I hope she draws Pixie to look like a young teenage girl, not yes. uh, the yes. sex bomb that uh, Greg Landis decided to turn her into. Yeah. And Catherine Immelman, I mean, sh- I haven't read anything that I haven't absolutely enjoyed that that she's written. Her, uh, her miniseries was awesome. The, the, yes, the Cassie Hellcat. Walker Hellcat was so fun. Was so good. And you know why? 50% of that book. David LaFuente, yep. Yeah. Stunning. Hands down, I mean, like, I, like, I, and the thing is, like, I can't. I feel like I'm always beating a dead horse with it, but, but, like, as much, you know, as much, like, I really think that we're getting this, like, whereas a couple of years ago we had this rise of new writers coming up. I really mm-hmm. think that the story for last year and this year are the rise of some artists, and like, I, and oh, yeah. you know, Somni, you know, Gabe Hartman, like, so the guys that you guys have been talking about, Tom Fowler, guys, Fowler, you, yeah, you guys have been you've been talking about, but like for me, it, it, like, I'm like, it's Marcos Martin, it's David sure. Lafuente, it's oh, you know. it's yeah, oh, well, yeah, well, Bob Moon and I kind of put in a separate kind of thing because they're they're they've they've got some pretty high profile projects already. But yeah. like La, La Fuente is going to be a superstar, a superstar, and it's like, mm-hmm. and every time Ultimate Spider-Man comes out, I just can't wait to get my hands on it. And like same thing, Amazing Spider-Man's uh, the Marcus Martinez are working on the current arc, and it's just it's it's great. It's everything you know, that Spider-Man should be. A right? guy, a guy right there with Marcus Martin or Martin, that a guy that really. I would love to see him do more um, uh, just pencil and ink work instead of uh, the paint work. Is Paolo Rivera? Interesting. Yeah. Yep. yeah. His his you know pencil and ink work is I think it's right there with with Martin. It, yeah. It's so so good, and uh, he, he's done some uh, some of the Spider Man stuff, but but not the the thrice weekly. He's done some of the specials, right? No, no, he did the uh, the, the Crime and Punisher arc. Okay, okay. I, but he did uh, he did Spider Man What Rain, right? That was his. He didn't, that was no, his. Was that care? no, no, that was oh, Curry Andrews. Mythos. He did the Mythos yeah. stuff, right? Mythos, he did the, yeah. Mytho, the, yeah. the Mythos. Yeah. That was, was painted, all the, wasn't all it? The painted stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Carrie Andrews did the uh, yeah uh, did Rain Spider Man Rain. Okay, that's right. Can, yeah. 
can I, can I mention an artist that's not anything like Marcos Martin or, or, or any of those guys? You, that, uh, you not can mention Spider-Man anything you want. Um, yeah. And I've been I've been wrestling with a way because I want to write about him on iFanboy.com and I haven't figured out how to do it. But I've been reading um, Cyberforce Hunter Killer from Top Gun. Yes, very uh, nice. Well, I'm gonna hook you up with Lance Briggs. No, but dude, Kenneth Roquefort. Oh yeah, holy crap! Oh, yeah. It's wow. like butter. This guy's like in another century. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the art, yeah. the, the art really? is amazing. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. It's got like and this I, Lanil U feel to it, but it's it's completely yeah. different. Yes, he reminds yeah. me of Amzel, the movie poster artist. Amzel oh, or Amzel. Yeah. Oh, wow. He has such an elegant line. And it, uh, even when he draws scumbags, there's always this elegance and this everything's in, in the exact place it should be. It just looks like uh, from a, a time gone by. He has a very classic look to his, his line. He, uh, yeah, and, and he it, did the Madame Mirage, the, the Paulini. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the thing is, he fall, he fall, he falls into the traps that many other people do. Like, I mean, like I'm struggling to see it, to find a background in some of these pages. But you know, but say what you will. Um, <laughs> some, <laughs> some of his layouts in the series in the Cyberforce, you know, uh, what is a Hunter Killer Cyberforce Cyberforce Hunter Killer series. Some of his layouts remind me of like kind of what Simone Bianchi was trying to do in Astonish X Men and failed at. Right. Um, you know, using yeah. a lot of white space and a lot of, you know, kind of, um, oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of, a lot of untraditional kind of panel structures, but like with a little bit of like Hickman-y kind of effects in the background and things like that. But it's like every time I get one of these issues, it totally works for me on every level. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you what the hell's going on in the story, but, um, but the art is just, <laughs> yeah. Roqueford, um, Roqueford also did, um, the core that, uh, that one shot that Hickman did for pilot season. Yes. That's, uh-huh. yes. That was, I, cause I, yeah, I didn't read Madame Mirage, but there was a lot of buzz on that book. And then, uh, and then I did read the core and, uh, yeah. And, and Roqueford blew, blew me fucking, away on that. So, that fucking yeah. pilot season. I tell, like we, we talk about it on our show all the time. And, and I, and I've told Philip, uh, Sublique, the publisher of Top Cow, like yeah. you tease us with these books and yeah. then, and then I wanted more of that core. That that core was the core. Yeah, of was so good. Oh, yeah. What yeah. was the Jay, the Jay Ferber story? Oh right, what was that called? With, oh, with the yeah. Oh god, it's I'm looking what, it up. It was really good. It was really good. Was that that, the one that with year, Jeremy that, Hahn? that was the same year that that all the pilot season books were awesome. Jason uh, Aaron, uh, Ur- Jay- Urban Jay- myths, urban myths, yeah. urban myths yeah. was so cool. Yeah. I mean, Jason Jason Aaron did what a, a rip claw story in in that pilot season. Yes, well. he did. Yeah, yep, yep. He which, did, which was, was just, which really was just his, fucking good. Which was just his, well, it was just it was just him doing Wolverine. I thought, but um, uh, well, yeah, but you know, I, I mean, that's what rip claw is, and uh, yeah. and, and I, that I, and all, they all got beaten out by Twilight Guardian, which um, I I actually voted for the core that year, but. Uh, but uh, but again, you're right. I mean, where, where the fuck is Twilight Guardian? It's been like they a never year and a half. Where, I yeah. honestly don't think any. I don't think any of the pilot season books have ever been published. I, I don't think they have. I, 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 <laughs> they just put out a trade of the pilot season. Yeah, I, I do this think year, this year fucking Kirkman's doing every one. Yeah, yeah. right. And I th- I think they're stretching Kirkman a little bit too thin because you think? I, yeah, I read exactly. I read Demonic. Did you read Demonic? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know he's he's one of my boys, but. Murder wasn't I, that bad. Murder was pretty good. I like. Yeah, that. demonic. It, Why know, did I it, buy it, that? As, it was as like long as, as long as his regular series don't suffer, then you know, I, I don't think he's being stretched too thin. Because Walking Dead is is better now than it was a year ago. And Invincible uh, think, is Invincible yeah, is untouchable yeah. right now. It's so well, right. I, know, yeah. I know you're tight with Kirkman, and you guys have good rapport when you do interviews. But and I, I've and if I ever meet him in person, I'll say it to him. I mean, I. I I just think that for like I, I read his 
uh, Invincible and Walking Dead, I read and I'm, I just adore them. And then almost everything else I've ever read of his, and I've read most of his stuff, I feel like it's another person writing. Like, I feel like there's two Robert Kirkmans out on the earth, and and that yeah. it's two different dudes. I I just feel like he's one of those guys, and maybe that's why he he, he when he's writing stuff that his that's his own, and he owns it, and he's passionate about it. He just I don't know if it's just more focus or just a clear well, vision, but I just feel I like see, it's a different I, level. I don't think that's different than when he was doing stuff at Marvel. I mean, like, admittedly, like, yeah. Mar- Marvel Zombies was, like, his baby. And that was, like, his, his like, right. his, the, yeah. the best thing he did at Marvel. But, like, Marvel Team-Up, did you read all that? I mean, it wasn't yeah. A, yeah. it wasn't yeah. A work, yeah. So. yeah. You know, but, but, but I really liked Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't really care for oh, it either. Love yeah, it. And I didn't, neither oh, did the I, 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 I like really Dark. liked Ant-Man. Oh, David. I know, Vince. I had to say it for you. Oh, you David. Did, you didn't like the art, Vince? Oh, I love the art. No, David. Oh, yeah. oh, David the loves the art. I bought it. I bought it and supported it for Phil and Andy. Oh, I don't. I didn't I'm, care for the character. At I, all. I, I don't. I, don't, I own a page of that run. Uh, How could the, you uh, not the, like the, the fight in the, uh, in the cafeteria? Because I know people like that. We've been through this, dude. Well, yeah, but the guy rides around in in a woman's cleavage. Oh, oh it's okay. gold. But getting back to uh, demonic, it's about a guy who works for a demon, sacrificing the souls of of the criminal element to keep his family out of the crosshairs didn't we we have that with spawn yeah well, that, that's that, that, that was well, murder murder was eerily similar to dexter i mean like it was just like yeah. you know like i mean the thing is, is that like not everyone's going to be a home run you know haunt, right haunt, right haunt, oh, haunt, yeah. and, yeah. and, and oh, joe uh, that's trial uh, uh, comics really are like baseball you're hoping for a 300 average exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> whatever whatever that means but joe benitez <laughs> did the art and and not, not to 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 uh kick benitez because i i do oh, like joe his benitez stuff. Did the art? yeah it looks mm-hmm. like very early image and it has all the, the it's as envisioned by Silvestri, so of course yeah it yeah and it, and he has claws like Wolverine he has these blades that are strapped to his hand and he wears a devil mask with a a, a cloak is how can that not be awesome it's not like it's, it's not awesome is haunt still coming out on time or has it been delayed yeah no it's it's coming out regularly yeah. that was great, great. Now, like, now with hundred percent more great Capullo yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm still reading it. I, 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 the thing is with Kirkman is like what I get from Kirkman is that he just he, I mean he loves making comics. He loves comics, and he'll sure. and and you're right, Wood. He'll he'll agree to almost anything. He'll be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like and yeah. and he'll give anything a try. And I can't find, and especially now that he you know that he upped they stepped up an image. Like he's going to do everything in his power to make good comics, and sometimes yeah. they're not always great. And and like something like astonished, uh, what was it, astounding Wolfman? He's like, yeah, it's time to wrap that up. You know, like a Wolfman for me was this. I I draw it. it was not. I mean, it was yeah. not what what I wanted from a Kirkman. Are, are they wrapping that yeah, up? Still, yeah, yeah, they are. Wraps up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I think Chris said it right. As long as the two big books, his two franchises, which I uh, read and adore, are, are are still firing all cylinders, then yeah, I don't. He could put out 37 other books. I don't. I don't care. It's just yeah. Uh, yeah. as long as those don't 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 suffer. So. Why, hello, future lovers. This is Fester. Ask uh, Chris. He knows me very intimately. This is the first of many phone calls I'll be making to you guys. I love you. But around comics was better. <laughs> I reread Walking Dead Volume 11, and I won't give it away at all because you know those people. But how much degradation can the world throw at these people? Dude, I mean, that's what I'm I, telling I, you. It's, it's, I read, it's, I, I read the hardcovers. I read the hardcovers. 
Don't spoil it. I read hard covers. No, we won't. We no, won't. no, no, no. We won't spoil it. It's just we talked about you know, it a week or two ago, and we didn't spoil yeah. it. We, we, yeah, he's, heartbreaking. I skipped, I skipped really heartbreaking. Well, right. you know, when, whenever they introduced the Martians, I thought it was a little <laughs> uh, stretch. And the talking squirrel—that didn't work. Yeah, too well. the talking squirrel. <laughs> right. but they crossed over with Fable Town. Yeah, that was a little weird. Let's, oh, can we talk about an, an Alan Moore book for a second? Always. I don't know. How, how, ma- how many of us have read... You've been keeping Alan- it kind of highbrow. I don't know if you want to really... Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. uh, did you read the, the, the horn book for Alan Moore's Neonomicon from Avatar? Yes. Oh, did you like it? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's it, a totally it, different Alan Moore, and I love it whenever he's just like... You know, it's baseball analogy. You think he's going to go fastball, and he throws you a curve. And it's just like, yep. yeah, I haven't seen this from Alan Moore. And but in, so, in all fairness, so, though, we only got a little smattering of the book. It could go down the familiar roads, because if you look I, at the cover... To, it's not going it, to. The, the cover makes me think of Snake and Ladders with, with the... The DNA chain, uh, I don't know. But nah. for those who haven't read this, it there's an air of Silence of the Lambs to this thing. Yeah. Uh, two FBI agents go to uh, maximum security prison to talk to... Um, it, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was um, silent, yeah, the, very Silence of the Lambs. The, the character from the courtyard, uh, what's his name? Aldo, oh boy. <sighs> See, we're not, we're not prepared, are we? Yeah, Aldo it's, a, it's, a sh- it's a it's a sh- it's a shared universe with Corey. Right. Yeah. Aldo Sachs uh, is a mass murderer, and it just so happens there's a copycat killer out there. So they they go and interrogate. Well, they they talk to Aldo, and the man speaks in Cthulhu speak. Mm-hmm. Literally talks in Cthulhu speak. If you if you've ever read the Call of Cthulhu, he's speaking in some ancient Sumerian language, and they don't understand him at all. But uh, one of the FBI agents brings up this, this club Zothic, and he clams right up and does not say another word. And so uh, that's where the story ends. But th- I'm not familiar with this world because I haven't read the Courtyard. But I guess yeah, they're police. Wow. Oh, Chris is full of Vince. Yeah, you're yeah. all shitty. Likes pulling Vince. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are domes over the cities to keep the pollution out. So it's it's not our universe. It's very so much. So it's a, a Stankonia, a, yeah. It, it, Jason Burroughs on art. I, the dialogue is really witty. Um, and they give you a couple pages of the script. Wow, is he thorough. Yeah, I mean, for for one panel, he he'll he'll write a half a page just for actually an entire page for for one panel, mm. and in very conversational language, like okay, now we're past the two opening splash images, we can get into the swing of the storytelling, blah blah blah, and he, it just seems like. Again, like he's having fun with it. Like he's he very comfortable with the art form, talking to the artist who had he has worked with Jason Burroughs before in a very conversational tone. And it's it's a really I don't want to say it's fun because it's very dark and brooding story so far. I mean, we only got a bunch of pages from it, but uh, wow! And I'm not going to resort to the I'm along for the ride, doggone it, but I am. <laughs> this this looks like it could it could shape into something really cool. And again, it's from Avatar. A dollar ninety nine. They took us on this one for what? What did we get? Like sixteen, eighteen pages, Chris? Mm-hmm. It was still good. Am, yeah. am I better? There, yes. There's yeah, a teaser, funny. a teaser cover with uh, the Aldo character with a knife. He's covered in blood, looking in a mirror, and the figure in the mirror is this demonic, grimacing, red-eyed, evil-looking thing. And there's lightning in the background. It looks great. Yeah. It, it's Alan yeah. Moore doing psychological horror, right? Which, 
he is is that something that he's stepped into before? Well, the courtyard is his. He did that. That's yeah, his story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's an expansion of that world. So, I mean, this is something that you know, definitely people that have uh, read, you know, Watchmen or Promethea. This, this is this is different. This is different. Alan Moore, and that's again, though, no, I don't think it's going to be. That's why he's that's why he's the greatest writer ever in comics. Is because no one, <laughs> oh, no one has. I'm serious. You, you you name me one other writer in comics that is able to jump across so many different genres and do it at the high level that Alan Moore does. I, Jack no, Kirby. No one, no, uh, writers. Said writers. That's what I said, writers. Jack Kirby. No, I happen to agree with Chris 100%. <laughs> I, I don't think it's... Y'all are I, 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 it's just, it's, just, for it's you, just it's so more and Morrison, so it's not like you're you're only playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but you know, Morrison, the Morrison, Morrison doesn't jump genres. No, no, well, I'm like saying Morrison. though that Vince is acting as though he doesn't agree. No, with what you're saying, I would say more. I, I would elevate more above Morrison recently. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I would agree. I would agree yeah. with that. But it just for me, it's just so easy to be like, oh, Alan Moore's the greatest writer. I mean, like, you, you know what? Sometimes the line obvious up all the stuff that you've read right. that he's written, and I, I love it all. I honestly, there's never. I mean, whether it be Light of Thy Countenance or Dodge and Logic or Captain Britain, or I mean, you know, I will say Chris was going on last week about the preeminence of Watchmen as the greatest graphic novel of all yeah. time, and, and I had to hold my tongue because I think because Watchmen's great. Right. No, I think Watchmen's great. I think Moore bested that with Snakes and Ladders. I, I'm on record. That is that is the best thing that Alan Moore has ever written. I've never. Yeah, I, know. I, I actually I actually enjoy for an entertainment value. I enjoy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen much more than Watchmen. But oh, yeah. I see I see Watchmen as what it is, and, and in those twelve issues, it, it, it's just. It, it's comic perfection. Me personally, I would rather read uh, League. But it's but Watchmen is more slanted towards the mainstream, and that's not a bad thing. But in 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 my opinion, I would much rather see more play in his own playground, like Snakes and Ladders, mm-hmm. and investigate that type of thing. Where you know, superheroes, anybody can well, write a decent superhero story. Alan Moore just happened to write. The best superhero. Well, let's story, be honest, but- though. That's kind of the cool thing about Alan Moore and Wise, right? Is that he? It, it's. It, I know you guys aren't Vince. You're not a sports fan, but it's. You know, it's. It's like. Uh, you know, it's like Jim Brown retiring when he was still the very best player in the league by by far. He walked away. It's like. It's kind of what Alan Moore did. You know, he yeah, he had right. his moments in the mainstream world, and that was so dominant. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go do my own stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm done. Like, there's nothing. He really was like, there's nothing else for me to do in this in these worlds. You know, y'all can have your time. But I don't. There's no. I can't. You know. It was. I came. He jumped into these worlds. He just. He destroyed them with awesome stuff. And then he's like, I'm out. I'm gonna do my. Well, own stuff. It, 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 it would. It, from from that perspective, it would be like Michael Jordan retiring from basketball, and oh then goodness. if he had if he had gone and won the Masters as a golfer. Yeah, was, totally right. More, and, or, and, not or, to, and not toiled in the minor leagues. I was going to say, yeah. or stuck in the White Sox and became an All Star. Yeah. See, yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. say the Masters or golf, I would say Michael Jordan was a bowler. Really? I didn't know. <laughs> but one one of the reasons I love league so much is that you know more is where where Morrison goes so much in the direction of metatextual. You know that that's his that's kind of his playground. Where but I'll be honest, a lot of that metatextual stuff only matters to him. 
Yeah, or a know, very, yeah, very small sure. amount of people. Oh, Vince, out. Vince is breaking up again, buddy. Oh. I think it's because there's five of us, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But you're breaking up a lot. We're more. In Morrison is very metatextual. More is very literary reference. And and League just taps into... So, you know, that's basically Alan Moore saying, you know what, I've read everything, and now I'm going to write a story about it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, again, using a sports analogy for all those playing at home, um, I've always, Morrison is like uh, he's like a slugger. You know, he's like a Mark McGuire. He he's mm-hmm. he's quite likely to 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 strike out. You know, go over four with four strikeouts. But he could. He's also probably the guy most likely to hit a grand slam. You know, with the game yeah. on the line. Uh, Morrison's capable of those absolutely fantastic, great comics that people you know would love to read a million times over and say how great they are. But he's also capable of stuff that just just whiffs for most people. And uh-huh. whereas, yeah, whereas with more, I just you know more, I he you know he's a bit he's you know he's a four hundred hitter. He just uh, he's, Ted Willi- he's Ted Williams. He's Ted. Yeah, Williams. it's just it's yeah. just uh, he, even the stuff that isn't necessarily quote unquote accessible to the mainstream is just brilliantly and and brilliantly crafted. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I, I mean like in the same way in the same way that Ted Williams approached baseball and hitting like no other hitter did or no yeah. you know no other hitter could um, and no one will hit four hundred again. Like he's the he will be the last four hundred hitter. Um, I, I do I do acknowledge that more approaches the medium and comics and stuff like that like no other writer comes does he approaches it from a whole different direction and yeah. what he what he does I mean it's it's no it's no surprise that he you know he's a practicing magician and not like pull a rabbit out of the hat but actually like magic because he's doing that <laughs> like same same thing with Morrison I mean like it's it's they see comics as magic and that's you know and like and and they are able to tap into something that you know the average writer can't. Um, but it, I mean, it just all depends on how you want to define it and how you want to, um, how you want to approach it. I mean, I think, you know, I agree uh, more, you know, Watchmen is amazing and V for Vendetta is amazing and stuff like that, but it, it's a different kind of discipline and a different kind of comics that, you know, there are different kinds of writers, you know, and more never did an epic run on a classic title and, and, you know, well, Swamp, yeah, I guess, yeah, true. But superhero, you know, kind of in that genre or whatever. Um, or Captain Britain, Marvel Man, I guess that's the case. I mean, I guess, I guess it all depends. I mean, it would be, it'd be curious to see what happened if, if in his formative years more, like if more was starting out now. And you know, and they had him on the Ultimates. What would have happened? You know, yeah. who knows? You know, yeah, I went back and read uh, the complete Dr. and and Quench. Nice. And, yeah. and, and Alan Moore is fucking funny. Yep. He yeah, does. He's terrible, he can yeah. do humor. He can, he yeah. can that. And, and you ask Tom, it, it, comedy is hard. It's it's hard to do to do funny things and especially to write funny things and Alan Moore can write funny comics and then he can switch gears and do shit like From Hell or Promethea I don't know just it's like a, the uh, Bo Jeffries that was uh, comedy Bo, too yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. did a great job on that too but um, and another thing about Alan Moore the man can draw Yep. Yeah. Which which gives yeah. him an edge over most writers in, in the fact that he well, can he can visualize more a closer approximation to what he wants because he can think in in visual terms as well as in in terms of language. So, right, but in, in in all in all fairness, so can Grant. I mean, Grant started true. off as an artist as That's well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, like, and it's interesting. You look at some like Ben has started off as an art. I mean, like, how how many of these who we consider are the great writers have started off as artists? You know, oh, Brubaker. Brubaker is an artist. Yeah, yeah Jack uh, Kirby, you know, yeah. 
um, a, a guy that uh, that I absolutely love, and and he's not an artist, but he thinks visually. You know, I've seen uh, Andy Diggle will tweet about these thumbnails that that he'll submit to, to artists. So all these guys think visually, and and yeah. I think those those are those are the comic book writers that are in it because they love comics, it's because they think visually, but they have an amazing command for the written word. And that's why that's why we all love comics, guys. Why well, you love yeah. Bendis, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, do love, I, I do love Bendis, and I hold him, honestly, I hold him to a higher standard, and it's just like the slugger comparison. I love him when he hits home runs, but when he strikes out, it's like, God damn it! You're the number four hitter. You're not supposed to do that. All right, you know I yeah, think but we should. Bendis isn't a four hitter. Bendis is a three hitter. I'm we're, sorry. I'm we're going to start. Well, we're going to no, no. Listen, we're going to start an actor fund. Hitter. We're going to start an actor fund on eleven o'clock comics. The next okay. time you guys bring up a sports analogy, you're putting a buck <laughs> in the actor fund. <laughs> oh, I, put, I just put that one right through the five hole. G, well, since G we will be talking about sports real high. quick, uh, and Ron is on with us. Uh, we are going to have an eleven o'clock uh, comics uh, fantasy baseball league. Ron has already said he wants to be a part of it. Chris and I will be a part of it. So, uh, so uh, who, who, whoever wants to win second place, you are welcome to oh join. Boy. <laughs> and, and be, you care, can, be careful because I did fantasy baseball for like ten years, and last year was the first year I didn't. And, and like in April and May, it felt so freeing, and I didn't have to worry about it. But by August, September, I was getting itchy. So I'm going to come back with a vengeance, I think, Chris. Well, That'll Chris and I are both the uh, defending champions of our big local money leagues, and uh, <clears throat> and so uh, we'll, we're ready to butt to butt uh, battering rams. Uh, this, this there, year. Ron, there will there there will be side bets. I'll just All right. and if you yes. if you'd like to participate in this fantasy thing, baseball, <laughs> you can come to our forum. <laughs> At yes. www.bullpen11o'clockcomics.com no, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, I'm drinking, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. That's forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. We like Unless, to of course, you're a spam legacy. bot, in which case we'd yeah. like you to stop get coming on board every day because <laughs> yeah. getting a lot of spam bots lately. <laughs> a little, to... More than usual, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're but right. you can call. You I can mean, call. Not, not to participate in, in the... I don't, baseball I don't know what the number is, David. Knows. You don't? No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a kick-ass banner every time. It's that's uh, on a layer in Photoshop. I don't touch no, that. See, <laughs> all right. 206-312-5239. Yes, say it again for the hearing impaired. Oh, David, oh, no! Oh, oh, you not? That shit's. Oh no, you didn't. All right. Yeah, yeah, David's the nice guy. See, they don't see it. They don't see it. (laughs) People get upset about Valeria saying retard and Fantastic Four, and David is actually actually. We're going to get protesters. This would be a a teabag party for uh, against us. I can't sign it, so I'll redo it. No. No. I'm going to redo it. Okay. I'll get kicked in the karma. 206-312-5239. 206-312-5239. Excellent. There you go. All right, well done. So what do you say, boys? We're, we're pushing two hours. Yes. How the hell do you do this every week? My God. We're good. Really? Insane. 
It's been two hours. Doesn't, doesn't it feel like we just started? Really I know. Is. I'm like ready to go for another hour or two. You kidding? Oh my oh, goodness! I I, if you had to, if I had to do, I mean, I I, key, I do a lot of pilot. I mean, like, I, like it's like, my God, there's a reason why we keep our show at a strict hour mark. <laughs> hey, when there's no script, you're free to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, but also though, to be fair, uh, Ron, you guys, it, it not. I think you have to be also because you guys, it's such a discipline for you. Like you guys all go, you go, you every Wednesday, you get your books, and it's a lot of books, and you each sit there and read them all. Oh, and it's like that is I would just I could never do that like I could never fathom reading like 20 books in one sitting just powering through them like no matter what like I, ten, oh. ten, ten years this December wow, oh, wow. And you know there's something yeah. the past 10 years every three weeks I have had to go get my books read them all in one night and write a review for 10 years so wow. it's like it's it's and i love it it's fantastic it's it's like talk about a way to keep you in the in in the in the um yeah. in the hobby you know i mean yeah. like it was a responsibility and we just you know admittedly nobody cared for five years but it's been great daryl daryl always cared daryl keller and 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 one kid this uh the dude abides uh or gay balls on um on twitter <laughs> Uh, oh, that's he's, that's he's, David's uh, friend, Gable. Uh, no, Gable's is awesome. Well, he's not his name actually mean, it means something. It's his initials actually. But um, G B or G A or whatever. But anyway, but um, maybe but we yeah, should no. introduce him to that poop hole guy we were talking about last <laughs> week. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. See, that's a winner. That joke is a winner because you can always get a giggle out of somebody with saying poo hole. Tried, tried to be nice all night long. But, but I, I will, I will say something to Ron that I, I respect the discipline that that takes. Yeah. And, 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 a, and a tight show is a good show. There, the, nobody will ever walk away from a tight show thinking, man, they just threw that together. Respect. And they it in. Yeah. Well, some. Well, no. Sometimes we haven't had. I wouldn't say that we're we're definitely three hundred podcasters. Yo, I think I think I think you're long overdue for a uh, for a speed bell uh, episode. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the wheels came off the bus last week when we when we did it live a together. Bit. Did yeah, that was that yeah. was it. Was a rough show. It was it was that was a long day though. But, that was um, karma biting you in the ass for not for not giving your boy a call while you were in the city. Yeah. Well, I, would, oh. I wish I had a moment. Yeah. I, <laughs> that was a, that was a I was I think I was in New York for maybe seventy two hours. I know that feeling. Damn. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, y'all just fly over me. You know, fly over you. It doesn't matter. Third coast bullshit. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Kick him in the neck. You know what? They keep the jelly in the middle, bitch. What does that mean? I don't even know. What is that? Time to make the donuts. I don't get it. But anyway, this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where in addition to extremely wonderful discounts on all your books you can now get picture box titles at a discount right from uh dcb service so and if you're a first time uh customer (laughs) eoc8 put that in your little slot and you will get an extra eight percent off your order now in your travels i'm gonna play it old school why don't you go read amazing spider-man Root. Nice, good choice. Yeah. I'm having having fun with it. Which I believe is the the iFanboy pick of the week. Pick of the week, yeah. It is, yeah. Can't go wrong with Marcos Martin, the the, uh, torchbearer for the Steve Ditko style. God, I wish you would sell this. The the last three hardcovers in the mail yesterday. Look at you. Mm -hmm. And Chris is going to get back on the wagon with the gauntlet. Woohoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you know what? It's good. 
you know, you, 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 you skip a week or two of Amazing Spider-Man, and then all of a sudden you look up, it's like, I'm lost, I have no idea what's going on. It's involuntary. It's like so worth it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. Um, uh, since Ron is here, he'll appreciate the the uh, the pimpage here. Um, in your travels, I would like you to track down the iFanboy Don't Miss feed and uh, listen to my chit chat with Phil Hester about the Anchor, and then run out and get the first volume of the Anchor this week, which is four issues of Awesome. I think it's an overlooked book by a lot of people. If you're looking for just a really fun book to jump in ground floor and just just hop on for the ride, it is if you like Hellboy, if you like Hulk, if you like The Goon, any of that, it, it has elements of all of that, and is just a really fun read. So um, go out and pick up the anchor. And Good it's from stuff. from Boom. It's from Boom Studios. It's Phil yeah, Hester and Brian Chirillo. And yeah. Brian Chirillo, watch out for that guy. Yep. Here he comes. Yeah. Uh, I'll enjoy the last two issues since issue four came out today. The Sword. Not even the sword, just sword. S W O R D. Get the S words for five hundred. That's right, the rapist. And so, so just get, get it, enjoy it for for the next month, and and love it. And the cover to this today's issue actually was fantastic. Yeah, issue issue five is entitled "I Could Have Been a Contender." Nice. Apropos of this month's previews, uh, please, please give uh, the Stuff of Legend a try. Um, the uh, trade is the long, long-awaited trade is being solicited this month. Um, it's uh, it, it's a little book by a, a small publisher called Third World Studios. They have put two uh, square-shaped, um, oversized uh, issues out. Um, basically, it's a uh, it's, uh, I love those square-shaped books. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm missing the joke. I don't know. It's in those rumbus. The same size as Mouse Guard. The Mouse Guard chest. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's a, basically it's a it's a it's a uh, story that takes place. If you're a Fables fan, uh, a lot of people that that are read Fables have, have talked about this book. But basically, it's a um, a story of, of of a kid gets kidnapped. Uh, his closet boogeyman takes him into his closet, and uh, and his uh, his his toys have to uh, venture into this world and save him. And uh, it, it's it's been pretty dope. I just got the issues. Um, uh, in the mail from an eBay win, and because uh, they're kind of hard to track down, and read them to uh, to my boys this week, and they're fantastic. And so I, I I'm psyched oh, to see the. I saw the art from that. Really nice. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful art. Yeah, Char- uh, Charles Paul Wilson uh, is the art is the artist, and uh, my God, I mean the art is is, is spectacular. But uh, if, if you liked if you liked what you read in Joe the Barbarian, you'd like Stuff of Legend because they're very true. Yep, you're right. Similar. That's another good comparison. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, can I recommend something? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah it's, all right. Well, I got, I got, I'm actually going to break four. I'm going to break four. I got two. In issues, Wolverine Weapon X, I mentioned it earlier. Yes. The best Wolverine title on the racks right now and the least successful as far as sales yeah. go, which is a prime. So everyone need to get the last issue, number 10. It was amazing. The best issue yet. Jason Aaron. If, I don't you're, buying, if you're buying any Deadpool comics, drop them and buy yes. Weapon X. Oh, shit. Why can't you buy them both? 
Yeah. You can buy them both. That's fine. Or yeah. drop Wolverine Origins and that Daniel Way shit and go read um and, <laughs> oh. and, read, a good, and read a good Wolverine book. Seriously. Or drop but, Dark Wolverine. Either yeah, one. Dark Wolverine too. Yeah, exactly. So it's, okay. Honestly, it, Jason Aaron, I mean, I don't read Scalped. Um, I read it in trades very slowly, so I'm not on, you know, but he is one of the best comic right voices of the last five years. And so, um, well, what, was, what was the arc, the, um, the Asylum? Arc. What was the oh, name with Yannick Paquette? Oh, it was amazing. I, I don't know what it was called, yeah. but it was Wolverine in a Insane Asylum. It was scary. Yeah, it just ended it, 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 insane, in, insane in the Brain? Is that yeah, what Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was really so, good. so fucking good. Really good. Yeah. But then my other my other thing is in trade, pick up volume one and two of The Losers in one volume, which just came out. And oh, just, yeah. In ti- yeah, yeah. just in time for the movie because the trailer kicks ass. So Nice. Yeah. You know, Ron, awesome. if, you were, if, you, if you were a girl, I would date you. I are- let's stop talking about this right now. <laughs> yeah, scary, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> and you know, before we go away, let's give a little bit of love to our brother Dap. Because get this, anybody uh, see? Have you seen the Powers full page ad that's running in a lot of books recently? The one with the the army helmet and the rifle with the blood yeah. dripping down. Is it in this week's books? I haven't seen anything. Not, I didn't see it in this week's books, but I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, there's a pull quote that's quoted to MarvelNoise.com. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. Look at that. Wow. David does good. Oh, it's awesome. It is. Uh, it was in uh, God Complex number one and two. Uh, God I, I, Complex, I, not yes. being drawn by Mike Oming. Who knew? It's close, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, so, like, I got the issues. I thought he drew it, and then I looked at it closely. I'm like, oh, he's not drawing it. Right? It'd, be much better, it'd be much better if it was drawn by him and written by someone else. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't mind it, Jason. I thought the first two issues were pretty good. Oh, I thought it was horrendous. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah. So there you go. David does does, does something. Yeah, MarvelNoise.com. Because he's on that podcast, if you don't know. Well, I was going to say, where else can we find some of our co-hosts? Yeah, if, if you want to listen to more David and who the hell would you want to, come on. MarvelNoise.com does that that Marvel Noise on the Dilbert Noise Network. Chris, not very, very much longer, but... We're wrapping up. Yeah, does Around Comics. And Ron is... Does about a bazillion podcasts a week, <laughs> and don't. and and videos and and all kinds of good stuff for iFanboy. It's great. Yeah, check it all out, iFanboy. And seriously, thank you guys for having me on. I was honored when you guys asked me. Thanks. I've been, you've been you you've gotten me through many a uh, weekend jog through Golden Gate Park here in San Francisco nice. with, the long, with the long episodes. I, it's it's been. I don't. I was thinking while we were doing the show. I don't know what I'm going to listen to this weekend now when I go for a run. But so. Um, <laughs> But thank you. You guys do a great well, you show. You have to listen back so you can hear the voicemails because otherwise, yeah. Not oh, right, exactly. I can't miss yeah. those. <laughs> Ron, Ron, you 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 don't have to. You don't okay. have to. <laughs> no, but seriously, you guys you guys are doing a great job here, and I'm I'm honored to be a part of the insanity, as Tom Caters would put it. So. Nice. Oh, by the way, long overdue. Long uh, overdue. I find it very hard to unfollow someone on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I unfollowed Mister Caters. Because really. Fact- because he was talking shit about Townsend and Daltrey. Oh shit! Um, yeah. Well, did you see the Super Bowl? Ah, 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 come on. <laughs> did, did, did you watch? Yes, I did. You do not oh. talk shit about Townsend and Daltrey. Those guys have paid their dues, and I'm about to see oh, what you guys are clawing to life when you're that age. Yeah. They they still got it in the. It's yeah. <laughs> a good point. Yeah, they're not I, top I of their I, game, I, but. Something about something about no matter how old I am or how successful, I never want to be distilled down to a medley. Well, you know, it, it, I, I never want to be distilled down to just one big fucking CSI promo. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It was a big CSI like, commercial. But the good thing, the good thing is that it doesn't change, doesn't change the who of the '60s that we all fell in love yep. with. It's still there. Oh, they still know, like we say with comics, the stories yeah, exactly. are still there, people. Just because someone else is writing it bad doesn't mean the stories you loved it weren't. Yeah, aren't still I think there. I'm gonna go with some Quadrophenia. Oh, Ron reminds me. I've got, uh, I've got um, Fish <laughs> does Quadrophenia. Uh, Halloween 2000, 2004 for you on, on disc. 2003. Yeah, I just threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> not, nice. a, not a fish fan? <laughs> no, fuck no. I like, mm-hmm. I like, <laughs> well, I gotta give credit. If you know, Agent uh, M on Twitter, um, his wife summed up fish, which the, the best way anyone ever could with a tweet, oh, about a year ago or so. She said, the reason why I don't like fish and jam bands is because I like my chords to actually progress. Oh, nice. Why did we have you on again? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ron, hey. is, Ron is a huge music fan, but he's very distinctive. I remember we were uh, boozing it together in Chicago, and uh, we were at some little bar club thing, the Barley Corn, and they had uh, some hip-hop started coming on some Jay-Z, and, and I, I'm bopping to it, and Ron's like, you really listen to this and enjoy it? <laughs> I was like, that fascinates me. <laughs> I'm the first to admit I'm a snob. I'm a snob, but it's okay. Nice. What, what, you, everyone, you, I respect what other people like, so it's okay. Are you, are you going to go see uh, This Queen there in San Fran? I am, yeah. They're playing Noise Pop later this month. Wow. Go check I'm, I'm yeah. very, yeah. very chill. I used them. I used this screen on uh, on the recent episode of the Murmur podcast, another website, another website I run and, and podcast oh. I do. So you so, so we, our episode came out the, yesterday, and I used this screen throughout it. So that was for you, Chris. So. Cool, awesome. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, nice. Nice. Don't do it. All right, sorry to derail person. the conversation to music. Oh, that's cool. Uh, why, why that doesn't happen every week? <laughs> yeah. Hey, say bye bye. Bye. Have a good one. Call me later. They won't call you. I know. Nobody calls me. <laughs> 